0: Save Room Plays, where we talk about the games we're touching and the games that touch us. My name's Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is another episode that I... We don't keep count?
1: No, I think <laughs> we're in like the 10s somewhere.
0: This is probably episode 14 or 15 of Welcome Save Room Plays. to the 10s. There's no
1: <laughs> numerical chronology of it. We don't care. <laughs> These are like vaporware episodes. Doesn't matter. It comes at you hard and fast and loose. Mostly loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys... We're here to talk about video games. This is Save Room Plays. If you aren't familiar, because it's been a few months since we've done one of these. Yeah. We usually talk about video games that we're playing currently. Right. Um, but we've also been kind of absent uh, from the news sphere for a little bit because we had done a movie podcast that is currently up. So go check that out on SoundCloud.com slash Save Room Show. Um, but we had also just done a few news episodes kind of like leading up to that moment. It's a lot of news. And then we moved. So we kind of took a two week yeah. little stint off.
0: Um, Welcome to my recording studio by yeah. the way. We actually have a desk now. Exactly. I'm sitting at a desk with Daniel. We're recording as if we're professionals in, Professionals in the hit show Frasier. Exactly. That's what it is.
1: So we took kind of a bit of a absence from certain standard regular save room podcast recordings. Sure whatever the fuck. But we don't get paid. There was a lot of news that happened. The big thing that we want to cover kind of at the top is the Sony showcase, the 2021 Shony, Sony showcase.
0: Yeah, boy! That took
1: place on, what was it, Thursday, September
0: 9th. At 1 p.m. PT. That's wrong. <laughs> September 8th. At 1 p.m. PT. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually co-streamed that with a friend of the show, Nicholas of Make Monsters. Go follow him at twitch.tv slash mm. Uh And had a lot of fun. I like doing the co-streams with, chaboy is what i'm gonna call him from now yeah,
1: on yeah that was cool i like when um you guys do those little co-streams whether i mean he did e3 right where he hosted and you kind of uh yeah joined we, in we on. did
0: a few e3 things too like mm-hmm. we did uh whatever xbox did which was a cool show Redfall gotta know so remember that mm-hmm. that was great but yeah this was i gotta tell you this is a strong fucking show this was a strong showing right mm-hmm. there is uh there was things that obviously i adored Uh, and then there's some surprises too. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm very keen on whatever the fuck this is.
1: I like that Sony is kind of doing these and there's kind of like a differentiation between how they show up now in their showcase spaces, right? They have their state of plays, which is usually like kind of deep dives and sizzle reels of games that we might already know are in development Mm. with kind of a cool tease here and there. But their bigger announcements for like kind of future slates are usually announced at these showcases now because like they have since removed themselves from E3. PSX isn't quite a thing yet. I know there was kind of rumors that it was coming back. So they're kind of like inserting themselves back into their own space, but in a kind of controlled way. And I like it because when you, sh- when they show up for something like this, you know, they're showing up with purpose. It's not like the old E3 days where like Sean Layden's like, well, yeah, we're showing you Spider-Man for the third time, but like <laughs> here's 10 more minutes you didn't see before. Um, it got kind of redundant. Glad over they time. figured that out. But yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. I think this is yeah. a, a pretty strong showing,
0: um, Although this is the 17th time that we saw uh, Deathloop. I'm so tired of seeing Deathloop. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sick of Deathloop. I hear good things about him. I'm I'm sick of fucking seeing that game. Yeah. Like, please. It comes out next week. I think so. I Um, think so.
1: Early previews from like media outlets, like kind of funny. They spoke pretty favorably about it. Um, They got five hours of like a hands-on preview with it. And it's interesting because it's one of those games. It is a game where every person who plays it <laughs> yeah approaches it differently right so everybody's five hour slice is going to be a little different in terms of how they like do their kind of f- play flow of like approaching levels and bosses and stuff but i just want the game to come out so they could stop talk- fucking talking about it because i
0: just yeah i'm just tired to seeing yeah. fucking trailers about it um <laughs> and that i'm not a big arcane guy Right? I talk about that a lot. Yeah, like, so like
1: Prey, Dishonored.
0: Dishonored didn't do much for me. Prey, I remember the original being fucking awesome, but being more like Quake mm-hmm. than Bioshock. But that's what the new Prey is. It's basically Bioshock, but you can turn in the cups. Mm-hmm. Um, that is interesting to some people. <laughs> but yeah, that, that didn't land with me as much as I wanted. So I'm, I'm still waiting for... Like, I can see that Arcane has... Like a lot of, uh, how do you say, that je ne sais quoi, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to game design, especially since, you know, they're not trying to make bangers. When they were talking about this game, they are like, don't worry about our sales. Like we're trying to make something that's mm-hmm. like uh, a little more substantial of a meal, a little more complicated texture, right? Mm-hmm. Than trying to give you fast food.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate what they do for Bethesda Studios in terms of their unique approach to gameplay. Because like you have, there's kind of like two hallmark Bethesda-type games, right? You have the Todd Howard production, Bugfest, Simulator, <laughs> Open Howard, World thing. God Howard, thank you very yeah. fucking much. And then you have kind of the uh, machine games, first-person, like,
0: high-octane
1: shooters with Doom and Wolfenstein. Why are you going
0: to give machine games credit for fucking for, Doom, bro? Well,
1: I'm just... Yeah, id, so, so you're
0: saying, like, they're they're fucking, like, shooter suite, like, yeah. overall.
1: Yeah, first-person, yeah. high-octane shooter suite, and then they're open-world stuff. But... The fact that like Arcane has been allowed yeah. to be kind of experimental with each
0: title has been really cool. And I'm really excited yeah. to see what Redfall looks like. Red, Redfall, I think, is the one that's probably going like, to kick into the mainstream. I think mm-hmm. Deathloop's going to do well, but uh, I don't know. I think Redfall's probably going to be a bit of a more palatable for a lot of people versus mm-hmm. like what what death is doing right because i think there's a lot of people that look at Deathloop and go like i still don't know what the fuck this is is this spy versus spy is this uh yeah. and then some people compared it to like a like, and i'm like wait what What's yeah <laughs> i think it's just because of the
1: notion of like runs and <sighs> comparisons to roguelikes these days feel inevitable, you know, Yeah, with games like Returnal being the hotness and Hades, right?
2: Did you
0: know Super Mario 3 is actually a roguelike?
1: <laughs> 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 you got to get your run, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Majora's Mask. <laughs> a roguelike, to roguelike. <laughs> that's true some so let's do some kind of like top level impressions because this is a pretty meaty uh showcase it ran about like 45 minutes long and then they did kind of like a post showcase rundown yeah. with some of the studio heads yeah. um herman Holtz was there jim ryan was there great all, stuff
0: all the baseball cards of uh playstation fame
1: but i mean in comparison to mm. their last showcase that they did um last fall that jeff Keeley kind of was responsible for and took the credit for I think this is kind of in that same vein. I don't remember. The showcase where we got Final Fantasy sixteen revealed, they did the first kind of reveal of uh Hogwarts, Wizarding World, Wizards Unite. Oh. Um, a few other things of that nature. For the turfs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's where we got the what is now Ragnarok, but the God of War sequel logo where everybody like, Oh my god, I come in twenty twenty one. Oh, that's, right. Yeah. that's so right. That's right. That was a pretty okay. hype showcase, but I feel like this one's a bit more um sexual. Yes, very sexual. More palpable in terms of like Mm. knowing that these things are actually coming soon. It feels less like
0: vaporware. Yeah. I think (laughs) the pacing was strong. There are obviously some games that are like they're not gonna come out soon, and some of them are just like intangibly 2022. But there were a few surprises that are coming pretty close. Yeah. Right. That I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty sick. I think uh, for
1: me and your opinions might vary on this. I think the the opener of it, the opening reveal. Outside of the, what was it? The five minute commercial, of, like this is a Sony
0: situation. Uh, oh, that was weird. No, can we? No, no, no. We're not going to skip that. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Yeah. So they what do- is this fucking Matrix cyberpunky fucking? The future is driven by chess kind of shit did somebody watch queen's gambit and was like we need to like market this they're trying to
1: get on on that hype and then the matrix resurrections yeah
0: i was like at first my first thought when i'm watching a showcase is what game is this and then when it slowly dawns on me that it's not a game i get mad Well, because they did the (laughs) thing in the beginning where it's like this is captured using ps5 and it's like no it's not no this is live
1: action yeah Yeah, and
0: like me me and nick were watching and like you know we're looking at like a tiny stream like on our laptops and whatnot and i'm just like is this a game? Are those graphics? Oh, graphics are really... Wait, this is live. No. <laughs> I actually, what is this?
1: don't really understand the point of it. I know, like, Sony's PS5 mantra has been, play has no limits, okay. right? And maybe that's what they were trying to articulate with it. I but think... I would rather have seen it in, like, a sizzle reel showcasing, like, the last, like, two, three years of PlayStation with, like, their own IPs and stuff. Versus, like, this weird, like you said, cyberpunk... Situation where there's a revolution and there's like a chess board situation happening, and then people are walking by statues of like Aloy and Kratos, and I'm just like the whole imagery of it just felt weird. I don't
0: know. We we didn't need this high concept fucking advertisement, man. Yeah. It just makes me hate anyone in marketing. Well, the
1: thing is, like, we're all there. If you're in marketing, like... I hate
0: you. I just want the world to know that I fucking hate ads. I've talked about this in every episode. I fucking hate ads, man. You also hate gamers. I hate gamers. And I hate my own hypocrisy, because this was nothing but a 45-minute ad. But! (laughs) But the thing is, like, we're there for PlayStation. We know what the... product is so you don't
1: need to like tease <laughs> yeah. us with this weird
0: yeah that, that, that's the thing you're not gonna get me go like oh wow you know what this playstation situation that this is not for people outside of the yeah. sony sphere for the most part this and, is for people that are already ingrained in your ecosystem and the people who aren't watching
1: it from start to finish are gonna catch the highlights on youtube or because it was retweeted that like a new cool game was announced so right yeah weird way to start it but i think like the pickup after but that everything else was fine of like yeah. was it jim ryan who did kind of the intro
0: uh i think so yeah he came out there he looked rich he looks like he can own either a big tech company mm-hmm. or franchise chick-fil-a's there's something about his like demeanor where it's like it doesn't matter what the product is you can yeah. just fucking talk about it the same way
1: him and elon are gonna launch the first chick-fil-a in space oh yep. yeah
0: definitely homophobes
1: definitely. in space coming <laughs> 2023
2: <laughs> so space <Spacophobes. laughs>
1: I think beyond that, though, the showcase did have a good pacing. I think the opening kind of, like, teaser reveal was awesome. And then everything in between kind of had, like, an ebb and flow for me up to a certain point. Where I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is not for me. This is cool. Until, like, the last five major announcements that weren't, um, like, second or third party. Because they ended it with, like, these are our first party, like, Sony Interactive Studios stuff, right? Uh, And that shit hit really hard for me because I love Sony first party stuff. The partnerships and stuff in between, pretty cool, right? But, like, not necessarily why I show up for, like, a Sony showcase. But mm-hmm. as, as a whole, I was impressed. I think this was a... I would call this, like, an A showcase. Like,
0: I am of a similar mind. Yeah. I'd give it an A. I think there is a middle segment of, like, a couple of games, and I'm just like, that's not quite for me. But yeah. I appreciate that it's here, because it's giving you what I like to call bench depth mm-hmm. but uh i think i had a strong start and had an even stronger finish yes which is how you want to do it you know what i'm saying you peel off the panties very delicately and then by the end of it you're just blasting into, into space yeah the first i don't know what reveal
1: sex was like hey i'm showing brain we're doing foreplay
0: for a yeah, few minutes sure. and
1: then we're having tantric sex after that right absolutely sony isn't a tantric sex. like
0: you realize halfway through is like is that is that a Jacob's ladder?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's kind of go like I guess yeah, chronologically like a- in terms of like what was announced. The first thing here is kind of cool actually. I didn't see this coming. I yep. knew they were working on another entry, but uh, Aspire Studios and Lucasfilm are doing a Knights of the Old Republic remake.
0: Kotar is that how you say it? Aspire. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was saying Asper. 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 So, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Not a remaster, a remake from the ground up. I think that's exciting because the original game is old as dirt. Now, a lot of people were super excited about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, in fact, like they didn't really show anything. It was just an announcement. It was just kind of like like uh, you just heard, Sith, Sith, yeah. Sith, the Jedi, the Force. And then it was a logo. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, that's my game of the show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? It's pretty nuts the way people get... Yeah. excited by certain things and just be like it's a concept
1: that's yeah. my game of the show it's like well that's something we're not going to see for quite some time and i get it because kotar it was originally done by bioware right correct people love that game Yeah, like totally. that idea of like this is a star wars rpg, RPG yeah. with like i could be a sith i could be a jedi i could play it in between it was right. like so cool for people it's
0: one of the um formative games for bioware's identity yeah and that's why people like very much there's a lot of respect and love for it. Right? So I am part two as well. Obsidian did part yeah. two. Uh, so I, I think it's only natural that maybe one day we'll see a remake of part two. But.
1: That was the shocking thing. Knowing that Obsidian is now in, um, Microsoft's wheelhouse mm-hmm. that this was coming. Like I figured that this would have happened with Obsidian at the helm, not like a Spire. Well, why? Um, I don't know. Why City
0: over, like, uh, BioWare taking a crack again. You know?
1: BioWare's got their own shit they need to clean up. They have Dragon <laughs> Age 4 that might come out someday and the new Mass Effect, yeah. so...
0: And then they probably did the pre-work for Chapter 11. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you not about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I figured if anything, like, yeah,
1: they would have gotten maybe pulled for that at some point. But I like that it is kind of a new studio uh, coming into the fold of it. Um, Sam Mags is coming in as a writer for it as well. She had a
0: good joke on Twitter, by the way. She said, I finally get to work at a Bioware game. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Anthem was not that. Yeah,
1: so this is super cool. I've never gotten to play it, and I'm interested in what this looks like in kind of a modern... In the framework of modern game design. Right. Yeah.
0: Same. I, I only played a little bit of it when it came out. I played it on the Xbox mm-hmm. originally and didn't get too, too far into it. Because um, even by the time I got to it, it was kind of like a little antiquated. Mm-hmm. So I am glad to see it being remade from the ground up. This next one, however, mm-hmm. fucking, I was like, what is this? This is, I need it. I want it. It's mine. Mm -hmm. Project Eve by a Korean studio called Shift Up. It looks like a Bayonetta slash Devil May Cry kind of over the top hack and slash where you're fighting weird monsters in the future. Like
1: something that Platinum Games would do. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) I'm pretty excited about it because it's like the, they showed just pure gameplay, the whole Mm -hmm. trailer. And, like, the whole time me and Nick were like, what is this? What is this? Like, yeah, I want to pick that up for sure. Uh, No idea of a date on this one, but Mm. it looks sick as fuck. Yeah, I was pretty impressed by what I saw.
1: Um, And I was kind of like everybody else Mm. where I'm like, well, you have this leather-clad heroine with long hair. Is it a Bayonetta clone? What is it? Yeah. But, like, the gameplay looks really, really cool. Hack and slashy, like you said. Some QTEs I saw here and there in terms of, like, delivering final bullets and stuff like that. Yucky. Hey, thanks. Um, but yeah, this is really, really hype. Um, haven't ever really heard of Shift Up. But... Nope. but
0: nope. but this apparently they revealed this in 2019. Um, Did they? They only they only showed like a tech demo for it. Mm. So it, it's nice to see it back in fold and actually getting some support from uh, PlayStation. A Korean studio, by the way, getting a uh, support. Mm. We've been seeing a lot of um, a lot of studios, like especially out of China that are you know genshin impact for instance getting a lot of truck in play i like i like seeing this globalization occur right it's not just the same old fucking japanese or western studios doing it right Mm -hmm. so i think that's interesting
2: too
0: next one on
1: here which i kind of got more hype for as the trailer went on is from gearbox tiny tina's wonderlands yeah coming out march 25th 2022 this is brilliant to me because like a trailer in the way it's cut can make or break a presentation for a thing. Right. They cut this trailer with a song by a band called Baby Metal. They're like a J metal <laughs> band with like three, like you know, female singers backed by a metal band and it's just like hyper energetic and really fun. And like the way it's cut with the gameplay is just, it was, it was brilliant. So kudos to whoever put that trailer together. Yeah. Um, and it got me excited for the concept of just being back in that kind of borderlands world, uh, from the mind of tiny Tina herself.
0: Yeah. So. I'm, I am i am there for it, man. I think, um, I actually had an interesting question posed to me in my, my stream last night, mm-hmm. which was what is a studio that you don't like, but you like their games. And my first, Example of Gearbox,
2: mm. and the thing
0: is, and when I really thought about it, it's like it's not that I dislike Gearbox; I dislike Randy Pitchford. Fair, I despise that man, and I think he he uh, is a uh, a pox on his studio's reputation. Whereas Gearbox, it's like very passionate people, obviously love their IP, obviously love working on what they do, and mm. they make very substantial, cool games. Right? I think some of the writing on Borderlands has been dog shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> including Part Three is like the worst. Like Jesus Christ, but I'm excited for this because I think it's just going to be a lot of mindless fun, co-op action, and it's giving us exactly what we wanted from the Borderlands 2 DLC that stood out so strong. Everyone forgets the name. Sultan Dragon Keep? Yeah. That's what it was. That
1: is one of my favorite DLCs to date. It's just like, what if Borderlands was Dungeons & Dragons? Just Mm -hmm. so much fun. So much fun.
0: This next one. We've seen a bit of this. This used to be Project Atlea or Athelia or whatever the fuck it is. So it's Square Enix Jammy being made on Luminous Engine. Right. Mm -hmm. New engine. Uh, It's called Forspoken now. And this was a really cool trailer for it. Question. The
1: Luminous engine. Was that what they initially did like the like kind of PS5 tech demo on where there was like this one game they showcased that or a demo rather that was just like somebody walking through like this canyon with these crazy particle effects.
0: Oh, that was actually Unreal 5. You're right. That yeah. wasn't real five. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's easy to get these two mixed because it feels like the project Atlia demo yeah. was the same thing, where it's just a person like running and like jumping and like mm-hmm. super speed. But now there's actual character and writing to this, and it's mm-hmm. cool because it's like um, <laughs> it reminds me of like some of those old eighties movies where like uh how would you say like princess bride style where it's like here's modern day and then the character either like or i'm sorry like labyrinth here's modern day but then i go into a fantasy world yeah kind of set up
1: of like a fish out of water situation where it's yeah. like i'm learning myself in this new world and discovering my powers and my inner strength
0: right and and no wonder that it gave me that 80s vibe because gary witta himself the rogue one is oh. writing this fucking game in addition to amy hennick is writing this game as well. So that is a dream team. Right That's there. so cool. Uh-huh. I
1: didn't know that. I all. knew uh Gary Widow was obviously gonna be a part of it because he's very vocal about like what he does on Twitter. <laughs> yes, and he obviously is. the the kind of funny best friends do a good yeah. job at like holding him up. Right. But Amy Henning, wow. Amy Hennig. yeah. What's the last project she worked on that was actually finished? Was it Uncharted? Uncharted three. Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, technically four, but like I do not I don't I don't know how much of her writing like, made it into the final product.
1: I, I was under the impression that that was mostly Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley. It was, but yeah. she started the project, but then she left. Okay. Um, to do that Star Wars game. Which also got shuttered. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a bad time. And then she started her own studio. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on.
1: But Forspoken really didn't do much for me. What? It yeah, I kind of awesome, just saw dude. it, and I was like, oh, this is, it looks cool. Fantasy it's eye Fantasy
0: combat, and fucking jumping around, and the locomotion, and it just has that sense of Spider-Man speed, too you know it fit yeah i know right clementine it, like it has that spider-man speed to it sure you know what i'm saying come on man you got to get in that forespoken you got to get in there you're gonna play it you're gonna love it you're let me ask you about it. this next thing play it and love it
1: are you gonna play and love this rainbow six extraction from ubisoft coming january 2022
0: nah <laughs> yeah they showed
1: this at e3 um yeah because if there's a few things that are known that are going to happen in a year right seasons are going to come you're going to have to pay your taxes Ubisoft is also going to release annual games <laughs> <They really are. laughs> named Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. And this one, I it didn't really resonate with me then. It is kind of your standard military shooter with what, like, an epoch alien monster event happening.
0: This is one of those things yeah. where, uh, so this is based off of the Rainbow Six Siege framework, a game that everyone goes out of their way to convince me is very, very good. And I say, I believe you. I don't want to play it. I think Those could exist, right? There could be a good game that I don't want to play.
1: Siege is like the most popular live service game right now. What? That can't be true. It's one of the most popular live service games. There you go, that's true. It can't be the most. Well, for Ubisoft, we should say.
2: Uh, That's
1: true. (laughs) I remember when it first launched and then the years after, it's like yeah, our concurrent base keeps growing and growing and growing. It's definitely outlived like division <laughs> because the problem with division specifically one it's like it immediately ages itself when a sequel comes out yeah and this sure. being its own iterative title it just like you know
0: kept going but i guess so like the whole thing is like what if rainbow six siege but like alien monster zombies yeah and it's like oh okay i don't know what crowd you're really trying to like fucking hit like maybe people that wouldn't pick up a boring ass because uh, tom clancy sounds like a dad's game like, any game that has a person who you don't know yeah. in the top, like Sid Meier. I was going to say Sid Meier, Tom like, Clancy. Like, immediately the kids are like, this is fucking boring, dog shit, I'm going <laughs> to floss in Fortnite. And yeah. they're right, they're right to do it. It is a boring thing to put somebody's, Mark Echo's getting up? What does that mean? Who's Mark Echo? Why is he getting up? <laughs> like, fuck it, you know? But, so yeah, they try to get get a different crowd and go like, there's zombies and shit, bro? You know? Maybe. I, I don't know. You can miss me with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this one, probably pretty hard. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are gonna definitely
1: sleep on it, especially because that sort of market is so I feel like it's oversaturated. Yeah. That sort of, like, kind of multiplayer, live-service shooter sphere. Especially because, like, Call of Duty Vanguard will have already come out by that point, and same with the new Battlefield. And I feel like people are just going to be on those games probably way more.
0: Yeah, but probably. Rainbow
1: but... Six does have its audience, like, is very evident does. with Siege. So, it we'll does. see. Not for me. Um, Not for me either. Yeah.
0: I got too many games I'm thinking about, and this isn't one of them. The one I am thinking about, it's coming October 5th. Alan Wake remastered. I'm very excited. I've been wanting a remastering for a while mm-hmm. on this title because it's it's fucking old as shit now. Right? It's at least ten years old. They had well, what it was an original like Xbox 360 game. Yeah, yeah. It was so. a
1: 360 title, <laughs> so not a we... launch title, but it was it was a title exclusive for that. They had teased this on Twitter first, I think, on, like, Monday or Tuesday. Before they just straight up sh- announced Yeah, which is pretty great. Yeah. People are calling it, like, Alan Woke because it's like, oh, modern-day Alan Wake. He's going to yeah. be out there, like, fucking is Alan woke? doing stories on Woke shit. I don't know. I'm super excited about this because I've never played Alan Wake. You gotta play it's um, good. If
0: you like X-Files, Twin Peaks kind of mm-hmm. shit, this is right up your alley. If you like Stephen King or, or you like any stories where a novelist ideas come true then like this is good shit you stole my story (laughs) (laughs) i want that guy in the Alan wake master
1: but so i mean my kind of knowledge of this game is obviously from you uh from seeing nick of make monsters play it on stream because he he played the first one and fucking great a lot of license uh music coming through on that game as well Uh, oh yeah every chapter
0: ends like a like a tv show Mm -hmm. basically because like he ends up being a tv writer for the most part yeah
1: i forget the name of the band Boa,
0: who does a song like Duvet, <laughs> did a song for that. Yeah.
1: Um, sure. But Control, they did an Alan Wake expansion. They
0: did. AWE. Which, which is not that good
1: no it's fine like it definitely like intrigued me about yeah. the world a bit more and the the setting of bright falls but i think the way they did it could have been handled a bit better i yeah. would have rather have gone to bright falls rather than going to this cross sampling definitely like model town of bright falls and being chased by whatever the fuck that thing definitely was. definitely I, yeah.
0: I i wasn't too keen on honestly any of the dlc for control um I, I want to see I want to play it again with the whole because I didn't do the remaster like you did that they came out for PS5. Oh, the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, yeah, see how it feels like all integrated at once. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it but, feels perfect. But it do, didn't give me what I wanted. To do. So this I
1: hope it does well because it'd yep. be cool to see like a modern day sequel for Alan. Wake I think that's as well. what they're building
0: up yeah. to. I think they're definitely like pushing towards uh, a sequel for this franchise in some way. And they are doing a sequel to control at some point. Mm-hmm. So Remedy's out there making well, moves. They're
1: doing like a control universe where there's supposed mm-hmm. to be a multiplayer game that's coming out. Yeah. And then another, like the sequel to control and another stuff. So I don't know. Remedy's a hot studio right now. And I hope that, Next time they have a release, that Sony does a better job at promoting it, because I feel like they dropped the ball with control.
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, but, like, you always mentioned about Sony, and I'm just like, you know that came out multi-platform, right? No, I know, but they had <laughs> like kind of... Why is it up to Sony to promote for them? They
1: had the control of the, the marketing for it, because it got mm. premiered during a Sony showcase during E3. I think it was, like, what, 2018?
2: Yeah, a long time ago. So,
1: did. like... And it wasn't a timed exclusive or anything like that. So yeah. obviously if it was something like that,
0: then I would probably put more of the onus on them. But I'd say like, it's five of five games that fucked up with marketing. Yeah. They're the publisher. That's true. So they're the ones that need to make these deals. Like Sony's just like, yeah, we'll put it on our platform. But they weren't giving any money to fucking control. Mm, that's fair. That. They gave them money though when it was free on PS Plus? Uh, they had to. <laughs> <laughs> so This next one is a game that we continue to give money to Forever. It's fucking Grand Theft Auto Five and GTA Online. So it was supposed to come out November 11th this year, but it yeah. got pushed to March 2022. Can you imagine that? We're delaying a game that already released. That's been out for how many years? Has it been? Like, 2013. 10? Wow. Yep. Yep. And, and it's probably the leading reason why we haven't seen
1: <laughs> GTA Six sooner. Yeah, because like the constant concurrent player base and the way it does month to month on the NPD sales, yeah. it's always in the top 10. Right. Like it is constantly selling and it's fucking huge on Twitch. You have people doing like GTA roleplay.
0: They are.
2: They are <laughs> you They're know? out there
0: being their Hells Angels bikers and whatnot yeah. and their little <laughs> metas and, and remaking Tommy Wiseau's The Room within the GTA online universe. Now the, the one thing that, uh, that I, th- I think is pretty fun <laughs> about this is that you can compare it to skyrim right todd howard literally said uh we'll stop making it if you stop buying it and since you haven't stopped buying it we're, we're gonna keep, keep on fucking porting it and remaking it. And people want to get like like testier like oh about that and it's just like well don't fucking buy it when it comes out yeah if you don't want to see it no more but there's just so many people that are like oh skyrim for ps4 fuck yeah even me i'm just like oh really I got a free upgrade for sky okay yeah i'll fucking well, that you're shit. you're in this camp of if there's
1: a free ps5 upgrade you'll do it for anything i'll do it although kevin i need you to know something right now yeah you need to fucking stop it with your dual entitlement oh no
0: i i, I love my dual entitlement though
1: that's the funniest fucking thing and i feel like oh, yeah dude, we need to talk about that up. during a, a sony showcase where they're basically slapping gamers hands and saying hey just because the idea of free ps5 upgrades is a thing in your mind it's not actually going to be a thing we're going to charge you for these things
0: they're just trying to see if they can do it right because i I think it's i think it's pretty funny like even the price hike for ps5 games versus like something that's on ps4 is completely arbitrary and completely controlled by the publishers Mm. do you think they're giving more money to developers to make a ps5 version do you think that's what you're paying for? Do you think your money somehow, that extra $10, goes straight to the notion that it's going to come out on PS5, otherwise it wouldn't happen? Didn't you are wrong. Yeah. You are wrong if you think that's what's happening. It's literally just the publishers going like, let's see if we can do it. Yeah, Let's see if we can move the needle a little bit. And then if people backlash, there you go. So the free upgrade situation is egregious because Sony's main competitor doesn't fuck around like that. Xbox ain't asking for extra money for upgrades. No,
1: they're doing the easiest thing to introduce people into their ecosystem. Yeah. Smart delivery is brilliant. Delivery is so smart, I could kiss you. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's like fucking brilliant. And it makes Sony look embarrassing by comparison. I know they're trying to posit themselves on this very like luxury AAA studio that puts out hits. Sure. And that if they're going to release a thing, of course you're going to pay for it because mm-hmm. you love being in that ecosystem. But I don't know. It's just kind of, I think it's a misstep, right? It's and It's a gonna be, misstep. One of the few things that might cause them to fall behind in terms of the competition Mm -hmm. overall, I think they're still going to keep pumping out hits that are going to sell better than Xbox games. Mm. Um, It's also (laughs) hard to tell how well Xbox games are selling because of Game Pass. Sure. But it's just like in terms of the public favor and consumer bases, you're not looking great.
0: No. and It's definitely a reputation play, right? They want to look better and they are succeeding. Xbox, I mean. Whereas Sony, like, they look like a bad guy with every move. They, they just keep on feeling like... Just the fact that they won't, like, let it go and be like, here's just a free upgrade. Just fucking, you know, whatever. Be pro-consumer about it. Will always make them look like they have an unforced error on their hands, no matter what. So, yeah.
1: It sucks, as much as I love the ecosystem. I, there are a few things that I won't jump on. Like, looking at Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which we're going to talk about later in the actual, like, what we're playing segment... I don't, want, I don't want to give them more money for a game I already bought full MSRP. It just, <laughs> it's stupid.
0: Well, no, see, what you're doing is you're paying for the upgrade, and you're getting this extra content. So, uh, you know, it shakes out to being something that's really substantial. Daniel, sure, sure. Gant- you understand, it's a prestigious pr- It says director's cut because all this content was obviously cut. <laughs> it was on the floor. And we put it back in because we're good guy Sony. All
1: right. Yeah, thank you, Sony, for the sucker punch cut. I appreciate it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, next
0: game on here. Talk to me about it.
1: I'm the worst person to talk to you. Talk about, to me about Ghostwire it. Tokyo. Tell from me about Tango insane. Gameworks coming maybe in twenty twenty two.
0: Potentially. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, so I was excited about this game initially when it was um an Akumi Nakamura joint. Why? Just the idea of her previously having work with, you know, Capcom mm-hmm. and, you know, Kamiya and just putting out like really great stuff in terms of like okay. Okami of like just, you know, knowing her touch and her um, vision as like an art director and kind of the initial stuff that we saw with it or that was hinted at with it, I was really excited about it. And, you know, she seemed like a very enthusiastic person behind the whole campaign of the game. And it was awesome to see that sort of energy mm. about a new thing. It made me more excited for it by association. But then her and then a few other people leaving the studio, it obviously like speaks to why this game is taking a while to come out because it like, changed Hands and people, it changed hands, and then obviously I think they probably had to restructure like what the game was even going to be in terms of plot and maybe some of the art direction. Mm-hmm. Um But for me, like the overall tone and vibe of it, just something about it is missing the mark. Doesn't strike for you? Yeah, this kind of like Neo Tokyo kind of cyberpunky kind of paranormal horror stuff. Like yeah. it's it's those are all great elements, but like but you don't like them. <laughs> something about like the. Um, the graphical style, and then yeah. the gameplay. Like, I don't know what this gameplay is going to be. Gotcha, it's gotcha. first person, but, like, it doesn't really look it's like a something... Of, a lot of
0: hand gestures going on here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I just don't know that, like, it looks mm. intriguing for me. I don't right. know.
0: It is definitely a... If, if you're not, like, immediately taken with the fact that it's, like, Tokyo and, like, Neo-Oni and stuff like that, yeah. then, yeah, it's not going to land. Cause, like, I love that they, shit. They're but... not really showing, like, so what the fuck is this game, right? They they This is the most gameplay they've ever shown. Of this thing, and I'm still like, I don't know, I don't know what, what this is, is right? Um, but I, my mind is more open to it. Like, I, I, don't feel as closed off to the idea just because I really enjoy um, Tango GameWorks. I like, I liked uh, Evil Within, Evil Within yeah. One and Two. I do kind of in the back of my mind. I'm just wondering, like, why didn't we just go to three? Evil Within 3 versus, Mm -hmm. like, why do they prioritize this? Like, what is it about this game that spoke to them and why do I want to do it, right? So I'm waiting for, like, literally, like, just, like, don't give me a tone trailer. Give me gameplay. Like, gameplay gameplay. I mean, this was definitely more of a gameplay trailer. No, but you know what I mean. I want a demo, dog.
1: Yeah, I mean, we (laughs) got a lot of games that are coming up that we saw a lot of gameplay from. And even a game like Project Eve that was initially... A work in progress tone trailer than to show like two minutes yeah. of full gameplay it's, like, full it's gameplay. like
0: fuck I want gameplay show Put me it. a level
1: but again it speaks to like how probably troubled the development of this game show me a level. I'll take you to Tokyo I'll show you some Tokyo <laughs> you want to see some shit <laughs> I can show you things yeah like, show you things you've never even seen. Not even Malignant could show you the shit I'm going to show you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, but I fell asleep during it, so <laughs> apparently my mind doesn't want to see So abject horror. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I yeah. really can't speak to it because I'm not excited for it. But okay. are you more excited now that you've seen this kind of deeper trailer? I or... guess so. Okay.
0: Like, I'm, I'm interested in the game no matter what, right? Like Because if
1: I... it's a game that's coming out. It your interest.
0: Yeah, because because I do have an investment, Shinji Mikami is the head of that studio. He created Resident Evil, so I have to fucking keep my eyes on what this dude is doing, uh, and figure out if it's gonna be for me. So that that's conceptually I'm more excited about this game knowing that he's made great games after the Capcom era as well, right? Yeah. But seeing him branch out is also kind of exciting, where it's like, oh, you're not doing another fucking Resident Evil-esque game again, or RE4-esque game again. Mm-hmm. You're doing something else. That's exciting. I want to see what that shakes out to. But, yeah, I, I literally just want to see a demo and be like, so what am I doing in this game? Exactly. Like, am I fi- Like what is the melee like? You know, because it looks like melee. Is it? Yeah. So we'll, we'll figure it out next year. Mm. Well, coming this year, mm. next thing on here. I love coming marvel's guardians
1: of the galaxy and itis montreal square enix joint coming october 26th look at that um this trailer honestly it's hard for you to sell me more on this game because Mm. our first reveal at it was like 10 minutes long (laughs) yeah so we already saw a lot of like how peter quill and his guardians are interacting what the gameplay looks like it was Mm. almost too much for Mm. a square enix showcase when i wanted so many other things that i didn't quite get But yeah, seeing this additional trailer didn't really do much for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually not like super hyped on this for some reason. I think the gameplay looks cool. But Mm. something about its attempts at humor uh, is really not landing for me. Mm. Um, And I also don't really love Peter Quill as a character. I
0: agree, Daniel. Video games aren't funny. It's true. Mm -hmm. They're not, for the most part. Their attempts at humor are juvenile or stupid Mm -hmm. or stilted because I'm looking at a fucking cartoon that can barely like animate correctly make a joke i don't know <laughs> borderlands 2 made me laugh
2: what i, I mean
0: it made me laugh it was clever times. yeah <laughs> I think, so the problem with a lot of these i'm struggling because borderlands 2 bred an entire type know, of humor the fandom idiot that is just like culture. horrible
2: meat bicycle
0: <laughs> i like shut the fuck up yeah. please for sure please. i know you had to have that. it's like rick and morty rick and morty is really clever its fans are fucking dog shit stupid <laughs> Are you saying that them. Borderlands
1: is the Rick and Morty of games?
0: Yes, yes, I actually, I absolutely am. We finally got there. <laughs>
1: it took us fucking ten years. <laughs> but I think there's a problem with uh, comic book games in specific, yeah. where like they just tr- like they try and do humor, and it rarely lands for me. Yeah. Like Avengers, the Avengers one-liner humor. <laughs> never lands. And th- I love my Unimee! <laughs> and it feels like this uh, Yeah, is the same thing. So. No, yeah, there's
0: definitely some dead moments of humor in this where it's like, okay. Gameplay looks cool, though. Gameplay does look cool. Um, I think it looks neat. Um, I hope that this is a redemption in the Squeenix arc of their Marvel partnership, because obviously Avengers went super south. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, and the fact that this is more single-player focused than anything is... Um, mm probably a chance for it to be a little bit better but the fact that it came came basically out of announced this year release this year like i'm a little worried for like how fast this fucking game turned around right like how substantial is this experience gonna be mm-hmm. um or as far as like just how good is it gonna be is my big question well so i we'll mean we'll get our hands on it pretty soon the
1: scope is obviously like super reeled in in terms of it being a single player game versus being the multiplayer live service experiment that is marvel's avengers yes so i mean the ongoing scope is step yeah the scope <laughs> is obviously like severely reeled in which is nice and we'll probably get a tighter experience with it but like i am mm. curious to know like how long is this game gonna be yeah, stuff like that but... we'll see what it is
0: I'm interested. are you excited for it though uh i'll pick it up okay but i pick up like literally everything so yeah. it's, like that that means nothing <laughs> Are you gonna pick up this next one um no actually (laughs) funny you should mention so vampire the masquerade blood hunt uh coming out in 2022 i actually got hands-on with the beta for this game on pc and it's okay Mm -hmm. it's not for me it's a battle royale with like cool kind of locomotion like or like uh traversal in the game where like you can jump around buildings and stuff but it Mm -hmm. was just like that seemed to be the only gimmick that worked everything else in that game just felt bad Like, it's mostly a third-person shooter, despite having melee components, but both feel awkward and not baked out right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I miss me with it. And the fact that it's, like, tethered to the Vampire the Masquerade license, like, makes no sense. Because it's, like, there's nothing about it that's, like, even vaguely reminiscent of of VTM. Yeah. Um, So, and (laughs) even the advertising, like, the logo is, like, a fucking quarter for VTM. And then it's, BLOOD as gigantic as possible. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, why did you guys even do this because <laughs> like people that are into vampire the masquerade is traditionally like fucking rpgs dog like is it yeah Never nobody wants to fucking nobody wants a fucking battle royale bloodathon <laughs> that are fans of the rpgs
2: hmm.
0: what people want are the can't is the canceled masquerade part two that's what people wanted i wanted that i was like oh it looks fucking sick i'll play this game but until then just go play vampire honestly just go play vampire with the why? Yeah, the Vampia. Vampia. Yeah, just go play that. Don't automate that. So this next one is Deathloop.
1: Yeah. We talked about it. September 14th. (laughs) This trailer showed us more of the same.
0: Literally, I felt like I was watching the same trailer again. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, okay. Mm, Whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This next thing on here is... I think it's pretty cool and I'm going to do a side branch off of it, but in collaboration with uh, Epic Games and Radiohead is going to be Kid Amnesia Exhibition for the album Kid A. Mm -hmm. Um, They're doing this thing. So Kid A is like one of um, Radiohead's earlier albums. To celebrate the anniversary of it, they're doing a re-release. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's going to have, like, unreleased tracks and B-sides and all this stuff on it to kind of make, like, a new album release to celebrate it. Great album, uh, but they're doing kind of a live event in Fortnite for it, which is pretty interesting.
0: Is that what this is? hmm Oh, really? I didn't catch that it was a Fortnite event. I thought it was, like, its own game. Isn't oh, maybe I'm wrong about the Fortnite thing, because yeah, obviously in my head,
1: Epic Games, I think Fortnite. Right. No, it's um, its own thing. But it'll be interesting to see what that is. <laughs>
0: Cause what are you gonna have? Fucking uh, Tom York going to the MLK exhibit in the middle oh of God. fucking Fortnite,
1: having like, fucking Tom York fucking he's flossing. Be flossing on
0: <laughs> in front of the fountains.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I really liked Kid A. I think it's uh one of the hallmark albums of like two thousand. It's, okay. it's crazy that this album is like twenty one years old at this point.
0: I don't know why Radiohead's not like a big part of like my my Sonic mm-hmm. youth. <laughs> That's a good, good. pull right there. Yeah, we like. I think there's a couple of songs I like by Radiohead. There's not a full album that I like by them mm. at all. Sorry, kids.
1: There's <laughs> Sorry, few, Pablo. Yes, there, there's a few like I kind of struggle to get through like end-to-end. Um, yeah. I hate Creep. I think it's one of the most boring songs ever to be released. I like that song. Um, but I think <laughs> um, OK Computer, In Rainbows, and The yeah. Bands are just pretty great there's albums. There's
0: one song on In Rainbows I like, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> the rest is just fucking boring. Like, you made this on GarageBand, but you get paid, like... Like, you made this with an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's cool to see Epic try and do yeah. these things that elevate, I guess, gaming spheres into new arenas, right? Like, when they were showing movies in Fortnite and concerts, like Ariana Grande was in Fortnite. They did the thing with the MLK exhibit, which was kind of weird, uh-huh. um, which we didn't talk about from a few weeks ago. But, like, no. I just, I don't know. It Depending on what it is, if it's a listening party situation... That I think that's cool.
0: I like it when Epic reaches out and gets slapped around in court. Yeah, and, <laughs> and fucking has to pay millions yeah, of dollars. That because they fucked around and found out that. Court and then Apple has to happened. pay fucking millions of dollars too. They both lost. It was great. It was like you think Tim Sweeney is crying about it? Um, I don't know if he can cry anymore. <laughs> I think when you get to a certain amount of rich, like tears yeah. or being distraught, just don't happen anymore, right? I think he flossed too hard. That yeah, is tear Duck's just permanently sealed up. They're just sealed up, dude. Yeah. They're sealed up. But good for them. <laughs> yeah. What's the next <laughs> thing share? on here? Uh, I think it's is it Tchia or Chia? Tch Tchia Tchia. This is a cool. This is a cool little game. Um, it's from a I can't even say the studio's name. Awasab, right? Yeah. They. So it's this interesting. Fuck. There's so many words that I need to say about this, but I literally need to look up like a description of this game it
1: has so it's got a really interesting kind of like almost disney pixar animation style
0: about it um here it is so it is a it's a considered a soul jumping game inspired by new caledonia culture which is like i've never seen anything like that in a video game Mm -hmm. but you play as a a girl living on what looked like an island Mm -hmm. i believe And she can um, jump into random animals and become that animal, kind
1: of like a warg.
0: Yeah, but the (laughs) game has like this—you know—it's cool, like just kind of down key music, and it's got like a very just a low key vibe to it. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a Pixar kind of situation as a video game.
1: And um, it has, like, a guitar music mechanic about it, too. Which was
0: very reminiscent of uh, Last of Us Part yeah. Two, by the way. The same, like, oh, you like can the play with the thing. chords. Yeah. That would, which was really, So really New cool. Caledonia
1: is a French territory composing dozens of islands in the South Pacific. So, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. It's coming to the PS5 and PS4, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those things where I'm like, hey, I'm glad to see games like this actually get some support and show it up at a showcase instead of being, like, announced in the PlayStation blog to... To forever die, you know. Uh, so it was pretty cool seeing that. I, I, I'm i interested. I don't know when it's coming out though. Mm. Next year, probably. Yeah, I imagine all games come out next year <laughs> or in
1: 2023.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's a few
1: things on here that like just got slapped in our face, but we don't quite know when it's coming. No idea. Um, yeah, yeah. but it looks cool. I'm excited for Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which I think comes out next week or the week after.
0: Yeah, I was, I was looking, that got delayed, right? It so it's coming out end of september uh so we'll, we'll see how that does mm-hmm. i i don't think that's really a game for me necessarily like the whole like i guess it's like an action platformer or whatever i'm just like it doesn't resonate mm-hmm. with me but i hope it does well this
1: next one on here yep uncharted yep. legacy of thieves coming early 2022 so it's basically a ps5 upgrade for uncharted 4 um what was that game called thieves a Thieves' end. A Thieves' end, and then the kind of standalone expansion game, Lost Legacy, starring mm-hmm. Chloe and Nadine. Yep. Kind of cool to see them packaged together. Um, two great games, honestly. Like I think fucking Uncharted 4 is probably one of Naughty Dog's greatest accomplishments, mm-hmm. uh, especially in terms of like tying up Nate's whole story. And then I like it a lot. I haven't played Lost Legacy, but I hear it's just so great to see like it's these two good. characters interact and like the story that unfolds.
0: It's very good. Yeah. The gameplay is really good too, and it's a little more open than you would expect like some of the open elements from a thieves end like are directly in that game too where you're driving around like a jeep and shit which is pretty
1: cool is it valuable open world stuff because i feel like the problem with uncharted 4 was like the open world was there but like you're literally just exploring to find
0: trinkets that don't really add much value yeah it's more of that yeah okay cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's way more of that uh i don't what's a valuable open world like with side quest and shit i guess or finding things that feel like they mean something to me because like the uncharted games are you never find anything in uncharted games that aren't just like here's a trinket like they never give you like exactly oh, now, now you have an upgrade
1: six Drake. fucking games and the collectibles don't mean anything <laughs> yeah. at least in the last of us i'm finding comics that help me connect with ellie or jokes that uh-huh. make me laugh
0: yeah i guess that's fair knock knock joel some more trinkets <laughs> that make you laugh i guess <laughs> no you want not... to laugh at ancient civilizations <laughs> is that what i'm getting? wow i think just some... i think you need to play chia dude <laughs> really open up your eyes
1: i'm gonna possess you <laughs> fly around the room using your body
0: soul jumper <laughs> uh, yeah i'll play it. i'll play it. i yeah. like lo- i like uh It's interesting that we're living in this age where there's the the narrative has changed on Uncharted, where now people are flipping on and going, "Actually, those games were bad." (laughs) Like I feel like I see it all over my timeline Mm -hmm. now, and like I get the criticism Mm for right. Um, I mean, it's definitely about a colonizer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Nathan Drake is a colonizer, a likable murders people. He's a mass murderer, straight up murders people. But hey, remember Amy Hennig said, "As long as they shoot first, people are okay with it," Mm -hmm. and that's a true thing that happens in every game. They shoot first, and Drake goes, "No, come on, don't shoot at me!" Oh, I guess I got it. And then he becomes a fucking like ultra murderer. Yeah, <laughs> that's but I get that. But it is interesting to see like what Janet Garcia be like. Yeah, these games are dog shit. Why do you people like them? Yeah, <laughs> and that they're kind of overrated is kind of what it is. Yeah, I think that's that, that's what and the story is. The,
1: the threat of like, oh, so she started playing, and this is Janet Garcia of uh, Game Onesis and kind of funny now, and does her own. I've never stuff. been able to pronounce that. Uh, well, if you ever listen to Kind of Funny, she says it all the time.
0: I don't know what kind of funny is.
1: So she started with Uncharted 1, and she's like, I'm not really vibing on this. And, like, that, that I think that's an easier game to, like, pick up and not feel because even with the... Um,
0: Seems like people universally dislike 1 yeah,
1: now. Yeah. But the, they loved it when it came out. Well, even with the remaster collection, it's like it didn't really do much for the game, and it feels very dated. And right. Uncharted two is kind of the known pickup point for like when the series gets good. So she sure. was like, Yeah, I'm playing it. Everybody's like, No, hold just keep on. Play Uncharted Two, it gets better. And then yeah, she got yeah, to yeah. Uncharted Two, and people like she's like, I'm not feeling it. And then she's like, Alright. And then people were like, Keep holding on, Uncharted Three gets better. And then the same thing with Uncharted Three to Uncharted Four. And she's like, Y'all keep telling me these games keep getting better, but they don't. <laughs> no, and a lot of those games are very much the same. Yeah. Two and
0: three are indistinguishable from each other. And I think honestly,
1: like, the story like beats are cool, but as a whole it is just him being a globetrotting murderer stealing treasure from, you know, ancient civilizations and collapsing them
0: in the process. And none of those trinkets are funny. Yeah. I think the <laughs> only story that really matters is yeah. four. Uncharted 4. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, I think so, too. But, yay, cool. They're coming back. Of course they're going to do this, right? Mm. Now, the next thing was a goddamn surprise. A mm. goddamn surprise. Bub, tell me about it. Insomniac is making... Marvel's Wolverine. Oh. What the fuck? Amazing. Like, n- I did not see Amazing, this Amazing, like, teaser reveal. I was looking at it, too, because they started with the Marvel logo, and I'm just like, is this Spider-Man 2? Oh, my God. And then when I saw the bar, and I was just like, wait a second, this is this x-men mm-hmm. like something spoke x-men to me and then of course they show a man drinking who just wants to be left the fuck alone and it's logan of course pops his claws and uh there's a bunch of hulk references by the way yeah the license plate yeah because wolverine was introduced in the hulk comics mm-hmm. not x-men take that world <laughs> and knowledge but uh i think it was a uh, issue 181 of hulk don't fact check him hulk. He- he's probably right I did the 9-11 math, so I, I can't do this. So. <laughs> 9-11 math is hard. Not,
1: people aren't trying to do it. No, nah, dude. Um, so
0: it is being made by the director of Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Insomniac is definitely branching off the different teams to work on different shit, which is cool. They're a big yeah. studio.
1: They have there. like these kind of altern- alternating like release ideas and studios working mm-hmm. on stuff. Because like the main one... Was obviously working on like Spider-Man One, now Ratchet and Clank. So like they're obviously going in there doing kind of the heavier lifting, and then this other studio who I love that they're getting the opportunity to shine here on like Wolverine because <laughs> this is really cool to see them just get the the swing at it. And we I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's gonna be necessarily, right? Yeah. Um because yeah. it was just a teaser. I thought maybe it could have been Deadpool because like similar feel of like you know somebody who's a little scarred sitting in a, a you know a bar. I was like, maybe it's fucking Deadpool, but like, you know, out of costume, but I'm glad that it's Wolverine. I think that's really cool. We haven't gotten a Wolverine game in a long time.
0: Did you know that um, people that cosplay Deadpool and Rick and Morty fans is a circle on the Venn diagram? (laughs) Did you know that? The
1: overlap is 100%.
0: That's another one where it's like, I like Deadpool. I hate everyone that likes Deadpool, Mm though. That's another way. How how does that happen, right? Mm. (laughs) I don't understand. So I'm glad it's not Deadpool, actually, now that I think about it. The more I think about it, I'm like, I'm so glad that it's not Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah, so Wolverine, is it going to be open world? Is it going to be rated M is another question, because the last time that we had a substantial video game entry in Wolverine's life was the Wolverine Origins adaptation that had almost little to do with the actual film and decided to go for a hard M Mm. and let Wolverine decapitate his enemies. And I'm just like, I would love to see Insomniac do that. But I don't think Disney would. Mm -hmm. I don't think Disney would let them do that now. I feel like it's going to be a rated T game because they want it to sell as much as possible. And when you attack enemies, it'll just be sparks coming off their body like a fucking Power Rangers episode.
1: (laughs) We'll see. It's hard to know what they're going to do with some of these kind of upcoming Marvel slash Fox properties now. Thinking of like, you know, what x mens going to be or what even blade is going to be mm-hmm. when that comes out as a movie like is that going to have mm, a harder rating that's um true too. but sony themselves obviously are no they're not shy about releasing m-rated games a lot of their highest selling games are m-rated we think of the last of us we think of god of war 2018 so mm-hmm. ghost of shima ghost of shima so like it wouldn't be out of their catalog to do something yeah like
2: that. that's true
0: i I, I i as a fan i hope it is rated m because i think wolverine's standalone stories sure. should be a little more mature and should feature the fact that his claws actually hurt people. Yeah. Plus his own damage, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want to see a Wolverine that gets fucking burnt down to his skeleton, and have that be a gameplay. Oh God. Mechanic. Yeah.
1: I want to th- see just crazy like kill and death animations for Wolverine. Yeah, dude. Like, He's ideally, got a of claws and people's like, skulls. I want to see this be like a third-person action game, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I kind of I wouldn't mind if it was like kind of a closed-circuited open world, or yeah. if there were like segmented bits about it where it's like, oh, I'm going to explore this and then you're going to funnel me to the next point. Um, Insomniac's really great about doing stuff like that, like mm-hmm. thinking about a game, I don't know, like uh, Ratchet & Clank, a, a Rift Apart, the way they handle like, you're kind of going in between planets and dimensions. Yeah. Maybe make them go in between cities and have to go back for reasons. I or think it'd be smart.
0: Like I don't know that an open world Wolverine game would be as like, like Spider-Man, that makes sense, right? Of he course. swings around a city, right? It's like Wolverine isn't going to be fucking like, cannonballing between buildings in you know ontario <laughs> or something yeah. like it just doesn't I, I think it's gonna be a different approach but i'm, I'm super fascinated of course no date no date but no idea when this is coming and yeah because i want to ask you this who do you think
1: should, should voice play? wolverine uh i guess voice and play because of probably motion capture
0: stuff i'm gonna say steve blum steve blum steve blum is my favorite wolverine voice um when it comes to animated endeavors And he's played Wolverine for almost as long as Kevin Conroy has played Batman. Has Steve Blum done video games? (laughs) <laughs> yeah man you hear steve blum in every video game dog oh he was in spider-man he's in every video yeah, game. i'm not joking never he's mind in every because he was game. taskmaster right he is the fucking he's in halos he's in yeah he was taskmaster yeah he's in every video game okay. i am not joking about this never mind it's just people don't recognize like but like you can hear a steve blum voice yeah he's yeah, that yeah. gravelly like What's going on? Bob? Like that kind of kind of thing. He's in every game.
1: No. I swear I know to. him more from like animated shows and stuff yeah. than I do from video games. He's but Definitely in that.
0: Although I David hater I was going to say yeah. I want David
1: Hader because he even tweeted about it. Like you yeah, know,
0: I'd be interested, interested in this. He would he's be, Canadian. Yeah. I think he do. I think he'd do yeah. a great job too. And especially since, um, I mean, well, he was Guyver, the dark hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I believe in him. Yeah. I what. I don't know what else he's done in the video game scape outside
1: of Metal Gear, but like... That one I don't know. Let him be somebody else in video games.
0: Guyver. Dark Hero. Yeah. Where is where is Insomniac's Guyver adaptation? That's my question. Hmm. Daniel. I don't know. <laughs> That's my question. Where is Insomniac's Guyver?
1: I do love this idea, though, outside of Insomniac kind of flexing. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about it more with, with, with one of the next action. ones here. But just the fact that they're given so much like kind of license with the Marvel's license, like having like Spider-Man games that fucking hit now doing Wolverine. I'm interested to see if they're going to keep up with that momentum, if they're going to maybe do crossover events between Spider-Man and Wolverine. Like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Um, I wonder if, yeah, we're just going to see less Square Enix Marvel games and just more Insomniac Marvel games and they just become like the Marvel division or something like Mm -hmm. that we'll see i don't think it's the worst idea in the world um i would like another studio to try to make a good marvel game though mm-hmm. i mean we got midnight suns coming out yeah, which is true. not something i don't traditionally would play mm-hmm. and probably won't play <laughs> to be honest with you knowing that it's like card focused and shit like that the moment oh, that you told me it? that it's like a card game thing i was like i'm done i'm gone bye oh, weird okay. yeah yeah it's not an action game dude it's uh it's for axis they made fucking xcom so mm. eh, whatever okay talk to me about gran turismo 7 <laughs> Uh, I'm going to just hop on the fucking Speedway
1: and say, miss me with this. I don't like racing Sims. I don't like a lot of racing games that aren't arcadey racing games. Um, Looks cool. Looks visually stunning. Um, I know a lot of people are really going to be into this. It's not for me.
0: Well, good luck to you, Polyphony.
1: Anyway, here's the real shit. Marvel Spider-Man 2. So this is fucking nuts to me because this is what I thought we were going to get from Insomniac. I didn't think they were going to fucking tease Wolverine
0: and also Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I thought it would just be Wolverine and then we're done. Fuck, dude. Nah, dude. They came out with that shit. Oh my God. Fuck. The funny thing is people thought it was like an infamous tease and I was just like, dude, it said Marvel at the beginning of the fucking trailer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is Infamous back? I was like, no, it's not. Get because it was out. like electricity going up the Yeah, the yeah, exactly. And I was just like, how did you oh. <laughs> get confused in three seconds? So, <laughs> but, yeah. This is inevitable. Like, we knew this was coming. It was. It has to come. It has to. Yeah. So we got both Miles mm-hmm. and Peter teaming up, doing the thing, mm-hmm. taking out bad guys, right? A lot of questions in people's heads. Is, is this going to be co-op? I don't think so. I don't think it will be. But it would be cool if there was a co-op element at like some point Mm -hmm. or like maybe as a different feature suite right yeah
1: like i was saying maybe like kind of a offline mode where you can just team up with a friend and like do like arcade arena stuff just take out enemies
0: yeah something like that would be pretty cool but um the big the big reveal first of all we get this narration in the trailer from somebody who definitely sounds like Mm craven and has the same mo of craven where he's just like i want to be i want to be haunted by the best and whatever the fuck right and then we think, oh, are we going to see Craven in this dark alleyway that both of our Spider-Men are looking at? And then we hear <laughs> Venom's voice. <sighs> and the design looks really cool, too. Design looks awesome. Looks way better than the stupid Tom Hardy movie. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, Venom is played by Tony Todd. Tony mm-hmm. Todd is the original Candyman. Oh. And he's been a part of, um, he's done voice work for years. He's got a very super gravelly, awesome voice. I think that's perfect casting. For Venom's voice now, who is Venom? Who knows? Could be Harry Osborn, like they teased mm-hmm. at the end of Spider Man, but maybe it's somebody else. Now, my I got so many questions about this, like how they're going to play this. So, Craven's a part of the arc. Venom's going to do the thing. So, we obviously got multi multi-villains in mm-hmm. the last game and i think i think the last game did a great job of that because it was like here's a focus on auto but here's like other rogues gallery guys that show well, up
1: both games even miles morales had like three villains that they were kind of like tossing
0: between which yeah was but, really cool and then the, but there was like one main yeah. so i think like so is craven the main or is like venom gonna be the main in this one i think venom should be the main because mm-hmm. like he's obviously the worst like risk to anyone's safety imaginable mm-hmm. but My big question is, are we going to get some symbiote suit action as Spider-Man? Oh, probably. Like, is that going to be a thing for one or the other? Because I think we haven't really ever seen in the comics, and correct me if I'm wrong, comic heads, uh, Miles Morales get the suit. Mm. I don't know if we've ever seen him get... Because he has fought Venom. Venom killed his mom in the comics, by the way. Killed Rio. (laughs) That shit sucks.
1: I wonder if we get, like, a subversion of that in this. Mm. Like, maybe he kills somebody Close to Miles. Or He's already lost Pete. his
0: dad, so, like, yeah. I don't know who else he got. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's kind of brutal, like, kill all of Miles' family.
0: Yeah, dude, kill fucking Genki or something? I don't yeah. Know.
1: Oh, shit. I have no idea.
0: Kill but Peter!
1: It, but it does seem like there's going to be this thing yeah. where I... Here's how I would play... I'm not a, Obviously, I'm not Brian Tar. I'm not fucking from Insomniac. But, right. like... Yeah. Obviously, I give uh, Pete the symbiote. Okay. Make him become kind of evil and make Miles have to kind of rise to action and take him down. I, th- I think the way they'll do the gameplay is I feel like there's going to be trade-off segments where, like, you're playing as Pete, then you're playing as Miles, and then maybe moments where you get to choose, um, which I'm totally cool with, you know? There are plenty of games that have done that in the past, you know? Think of games like Assassin's Creed, you know, um, syndicate where you get to swap between the The Fry Twins. Best
0: non-Odyssey Assassin's Creed is the, yeah, the fucking award I'll give that game for sure.
1: Or if you want to do like kind of, Hey, we're going to have obviously very specific miles campaign segments and Pete stuff. And then if you have to do open world stuff, maybe it's like specific to the
0: character, you know? Yeah. There's, there's ways to play it. I think, um, especially if you let me play between both. Give me, like, a real-time flip between them. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've been replaying Batman Arkham City. Mm-hmm. And the shitty thing about that game is, like, you can play as Catwoman, you can play as Batman. But, like, the game tells you when you can. Yeah. You don't get to, like, flip between them, right? Like, even GTA five lets you flip between all the three pro tags. So, I, I think that would be cool to give me that agency of letting me, like, play as both when I want. Yeah. Right? And give them very distinct play styles. And give me a reason why that I can play as one or the other. That's why I think Peter's going to get the symbiote suit as well. Yeah. Because, like judging from spider-man going into miles morales they do still play very similarly right like they're not too much different except for the um the venom spike or whatever the fuck yeah and they venom have Shrek different
1: players. like swing and kind of combat styles but yeah the games are basically the same so if
0: you want to give me like a huge difference then it's like oh wow peter's like more brutal with like the symbiote suit and stuff like that so that'd be cool i want that
1: yeah, I think the way they'll play it is is inevitably going to be very smart. I think it's going to be suave in terms of, like, however yeah. they execute the switch up between the characters. And even if they did segmented stuff, like I said, I think it'll still really work out. Yeah. Like, I, I think of uh, The Last of Us Part Two and, like, the segments where you play as Ellie and Abby. Like, I, that shit works. So, right. like... Whatever. However they do it, I trust them. However they do it. Insomniac has proved in the last three years since getting acquired by Sony that they are a studio that I trust with my life. Like <laughs> They have they put out yeah. powerhouse title after powerhouse title. They have fucking skyrocketed to being one of my favorite studios. They put out quality work, and I think this is going to just fucking be amazing
0: yeah they absolutely uh they raise the bar and then they hang their dick on it yeah i think that's the mark of a good studio well i love spidey yeah let's talk about a bad studio but I love God of
1: War. Yeah. So <laughs> this got leaked ahead of the showcase. This is how yeah. they closed out the showcase which yeah, I strong thought was a closer. Yeah. Some people were saying that maybe they should have opened with it or whatever.
2: Eh, no. Um, I but think so. I think
1: this is one of those things where people have been waiting for it for so long. Yeah. And to end with it was brilliant. So we got like kind of a three minute reveal of God of War now officially revealed as Ragnarok which everybody kind of knew it was going to be called. Yep. Uh, Good name. <laughs> the, the funny thing when Corey Barlog did the reveal for it like he had a god of war shirt and he had black tape over it and he slowly peeled it off and he's like he's like the call was coming from the house the entire time <laughs> as you reveal the title and i love him because he's just That's so funny. fun at like playing up the marketing and being kind of like the heart of god of
0: war yeah. um even though he's not like full director for this game no he started as director and then he yeah. switched over to uh what's his name williams eric williams something williams mm-hmm. He was like, remember this name, and then I fucking failed. It's something yeah. Williams. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so new director. Um, this is a direct continuation of the last one. I think it's a few years after God mm-hmm. of War, the events of 2018. Yeah, because
1: Atreus looks older. He yeah. sounds like a teenager.
0: Sounds like those balls dropped, <laughs> I'll tell you what. And then um, we got a small hint to him being Loki by the way, mm-hmm. uh, in the trailer. Cause he had like the horns and the silhouette and stuff. I
1: like that cool. opening reveal of him bringing the, the deer. Cause it's yeah. like
0: subversion of the original.
1: Yeah. Cause like yeah. It, that was the whole mission where Kratos was teaching him how to hunt. And track down a deer, and then he's like, I'm bringing it to you. But yeah, the horn, the, the symbolism yeah. of it. I mean, that was the whole thing at the end of the first game, where it was there was a prophecy that Kratos came across that he was going to be Loki, who brought about the kind of the acceleration of Ragnarok, which ends the world. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Fucking terrible, dude. It was like but a rough sitch. This trailer was fucking hype, dude. Yeah, like, it, it was a good mix of characters coming back. You know, right. um, you had Sindri, and you had, I forget the other guy's Freya. name. You had Freya, you had Mimir coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kind of just a, a look at new characters, right? Tyr, who is often referenced in the first game, is a character in this game. He's gigantic. He's gigantic. He's um, real tall. I like that Freya's coming back on this sort of, like, revenge quest to basically avenge her son.
0: Which one was her son? The Alder. Tattoo Man?
1: Yeah.
0: Oops. The Stranger. oops The daisies and... Dude deserved it. What the fuck are you on a revenge quest for? Yeah, that's fair. The guy was a dickhead. tried to kill us what the fuck freya that's true he fucked around and he found out all right well she wants to fuck around similar results yeah
1: but (laughs) there's some cool story points of them basically now opening up to all the realms all nine realms are going to be places you can explore and play and they're basically just trying to stop ragnarok right stop the prophecy from uh becoming fulfilled and i'm super super stoked about like how it's going to play obviously the Chains of Olympus are already available from the start. We see that yeah. from the trailer. And they're being used in interesting ways. Where are using it for mobility in the world where he throws out one and it, he pulls himself towards, like, a cliff. And then obviously using it for combat, too. Sick so as fuck. So fucking cool, it's man. Gonna be fucking
0: sick as fuck. I'm what, into it.
1: Yeah. Whenever this game comes out, it's going to be, like, my game of the year, probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there's bobsledding, which is pretty cool.
0: Yep taken straight from gears Mm -hmm. (laughs) five
1: the only thing that like i'm not super stoked about is the boat being back like i loved it in terms of like kind of slower navigation and exposition because you get a lot of stuff from like mamir just kind of like filling in the gaps of like the world and telling kratos about like the lore and everything which is pretty cool but like i didn't love it as being kind of the sole way of navigating the open world i love it I honestly was hoping we'd get more <laughs> like stuff. Car. Maybe like, no, like a horse or some shit. Like a motorcycle yeah, like Days or anything. Yeah, You're just fucking <laughs> you get a fucking gas and the up. And
0: shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zeke! <laughs> what was it? Deke? Deke, yeah. Deke! A, a trace, it's fucking around, I guess.
1: <laughs> but uh, some of the combat scenarios looked pretty cool. Fighting like new Norse monsters. Yep. Um, there's like an alligator type thing that fucking comes down at Kratos
0: at one point. Yeah. It seems like some fucking monster hunter shit right there. I'm into it. I think it's going to be sick as fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. There's nothing. Yeah. It's one of those games where like, you really don't have to show me more about it. You Mm. don't like this one trailer is probably all I ever need. And then I buy the game and then it's done.
1: I mean, I inevitably think we're going to get a longer trailer deep dive at some point. Yeah. My only problem
0: is, um, they fucked up Thor. Oh, Fat Thor? Yeah, they fucked up Thor. What's going on? He doesn't look like Crimson. Anymore. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't look like Christopher Crimson, man. Uh, What's going on there? He's supposed to be hot. He's supposed to be fucking bod, bro. What's going on? What?
1: There's such what? a bad discourse going on about it right now in terms <laughs> so of terrible. like people being like, that's not my Thor. I want my Thor to look like a fucking warrior. Look mighty. Okay. And yeah, this Thor has a belly, but still looks super imposing and right. like something you don't want to fuck with. And as if... Heavy set people haven't been fucking strong as fuck before. Look at sumo wrestlers. Look at bodybuilders, right? right. They have like kind of a disproportionate like fat to uh, body ratio, but it's like they're strong. So mm. who cares? I
0: think he looks cool. Seems like a bunch of incels that don't look like these characters, by the way. Most of the people complaining about how their characters look like do not look like those characters are just propagating the same propaganda mm. made by pop, pop culture, made by other incels that go like, well, this is... He's got to be He-Man. This, yeah. is, this is what a He-Man looks like. And it's, it's just fucking annoying where it's like, okay, well, we'll never get diversification of body shapes or normalization of, like, what is attractiveness because people continue to uphold these myths, right, mm-hmm. continually. And they see no issue with it because that's what they want, mm-hmm. right? I want beefcakes and I want fucking scantily clad big-breasted women no matter what right Mm. and there's literally somebody can listen to that say a gamer could listen to the statement i just said and go like yeah what's wrong with that yeah (laughs) i'm just like what that everything probably right but fine whatever fuck off don't buy the game then
1: yeah people are coming at it now calling it god of woke because of like that and then like they introduce a black character at the end um who's very integral to like loki's story
0: how'd Um, we get here how do you mean? How did we get to the element where adding a black person to a story is woke? How did we get here? I mean, even letting us play as female
1: characters in The Last of Us Part Two, you so, know? So
0: 1968's Night of the Living Dead is woke. Yeah. There's one black guy. It's, it's got to be woke. So that's pandering, right? George Romero is pandering? Well, it's one thing to have a black character, yeah. but... Don't add it.
1: Don't add don't. it. Don't put it in my video. You can games. have a black character, but not in media. Yeah, not in media. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like black characters is? can exist, but I don't want to see put
0: them. Put it in stuff I don't enjoy. Yeah.
1: Not in my God of War.
0: Yeah, don't put it in my God of War. God's yeah,
1: God. so. That, you know, there's a word for that hmm. racism. Racism, yeah. Uh, <laughs> gatekeeping, being fucking assholes. Yeah. But this character, um, her name is Angerboda. Um, very well known in like, that Norse mythology, also. I a am giant. Anger Boda. Um... <laughs> Technically, in, in in the um, aren't you hungry? I'm hungry. A hungry. Yeah. Technically, in the overall like kind of mythology, uh, her and Loki wed. Uh, <gasps> she actually births the world serpent.
0: Uh, that's not what I saw yeah. <laughs> because it was a different person in the Loki show that they that he know, ended up with. I know, and it's it was different. technically
1: him. I know. You're crossing your mythologies, man. What do you mean? I know. So she births the world serpent, and then like um, hell and some other uh creature, but she basically brings about Ragnarok. So I think they're going to subvert it in interesting ways. Yeah. But I don't know. I think she looks great. Um, and a lot of people are being like, yes, this is a great set for representation. She has natural hair and I don't know. It looks great. Hmm. So I'm fucking stoked for Ragnarok. I want to see God of War fight the God of War tier. I want to see Odin in there. I want to see fucking Fat Thor.
0: I, I want to go like, actually, let's, uh, let's take a second. Let's go to what the quartering has to say about this. And then you just play a wet fart sound for about seven straight minutes. Yeah. Right? Like just diarrhea. Can you edit that into the podcast? Can you put it in there right now? That's easy, right? Yeah. Diarrhea sounds. <laughs> diarrhea on loop. I'm
1: nervous that people are going to come at Sony Santa Monica for this game. For like those two incidents. Sorry, those two instances of, like, Thor and this character, and also, like, the boat mechanic thing Mm -hmm. where somebody today was, like, yeah, they're reusing boat animations, uh, reusing assets. Mm -hmm. What the
0: fuck? I saw. Yeah. And, of course, like Clockwork, uh, your, your bigger accounts, your games media accounts, of course, quote tweet this same instance that they disagree with in order to dunk on it. And all it does is give exactly what the poster wanted. I went to that man's account, and mm-hmm. he straight up was talking about it. I was like, oh, this is my best troll tweet yet. Look how much attention I'm getting. Look, I got like 3,000 followers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't give a shit about asset reuse. He just found something that would obviously get on yeah. people's nerves, and he won. And honestly, in those situations, I feel like everyone dunking on him looks like a fool because they're playing exactly into this person's hands. Yeah. That's the point of a troll, right? Just, if you really want to fucking dunk on the dude, just... Fucking screenshot, screenshot it. Screenshot yeah. it. Why do you got to retweet them, man? It's it's so stupid. It's like clockwork. It's like it's so easy. Like mm-hmm. I, we could make one like that like right now. Yeah. Right? And just be like, oh, well, I don't know. The Spider-Man 2 looks like an expansion. <laughs> just like literally do that. Like it looks like another expansion. People are saying Insomniac that Somniac's lazy. Yeah. Right? And then like people will fucking quote tweet us and get fucking angry. And then because that's all that actually the algorithm wants. Mm-hmm. Right? It does not care about the content of the message. It doesn't care what if it's negative or positive. It just wants the things that instigate attention. Mm. <laughs> right. We're just playing into it over and over again. I think it's just fucking silly. I'm like, sure. Okay. This guy's an asshole. Whatever. Just yeah. And sure. Like thing. a lot of
1: his stuff is like Xbox, Microsoft positive and like makes a presence of dunking on Sony and hating shit and like, cool. cool. Yeah. I think that shit is so annoying. That's
0: a shick though. Right? Like, that's the play. He's doing it on purpose, right? And he's getting exactly the result that he wants from people that get irritated or annoyed or want to engage with it because it elicits a vitriolic reaction. Mm -hmm. Why play into it? For fun? To let the world know what you really think and what is just and fair? Of course we know it's a stupid thing to point out. Of course asset reuse happens it's not a bad thing
1: yeah some this of my direct sequel favorite games are asset flips and actually <laughs> that in my my thought of when this game would come out like it's coming out sooner than i probably would have thought it would just because they're using so much of the framework that yeah. was already there duh the <laughs> same with spider-man right mm-hmm. like come on the fuck mm-hmm. on majoro's mask one of my favorite zeldas of all time Hit a fucking 365 day release from Ocarina of Time to when it came out because yeah. it reused characters, it reused everything. Yep. Shit happens, gamers. Get the fuck over it. So, but people- that's a
0: problem. That's the problem. He he's not even arguing that. He doesn't care about that argument. He doesn't care about that factual truth of game development. Care. He wants the anger. Yeah. And so for us to sit here and be like, oh, get over it, gamers. It's like it's not even the game. He's playing 4D chess and we're over here arguing well, about checkers. Here's the thing. <laughs> when
1: somebody lights the yeah. forest on fire with something like that, there are other people raising their torches as well, saying the same shit, yeah. echoing it. So yeah. there are people that genuinely think that, like, yeah, this is lazy game development. Right. You know?
0: Maybe they should become it's game developers then. all over again. Yeah. I just... There's people out there that don't want to educate themselves, and I'm getting to this point where it's like, then why try to educate them?
1: Yeah. Game <laughs> development's hard. Um... Sometimes you got to do stuff like that. Mm. Sony's even sourcing another studio to help out with Ragnarok, yeah. Or Sony Santa Monica, I should say. Uh, Raven Studios, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. So, oh,
2: Raven's been
0: around for
1: a while. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So this shit takes time, takes a lot of work, and if they need to cut corners to make an overall amazing product, mm. whatever, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. So yeah, sure. Anyway, let's just I kill all thought, the gamers, dog. Yeah, I'll get in there with my chains of Olympus and fucking just decapitate a fool. <laughs> God well
0: if it's Wolverine it might be rated T so you can't decapitate anyone mm, so might maybe know. it's going to be Sparks no way to
1: know but anyway as a whole I think the showcase was super impressive mm. um, standouts for me obviously Wolverine Spider-Man 2 yep. God of War and uh, Kotar I think that's pretty cool
0: uh, my list is similar yeah. I don't think Kotar's in that list for me I'm excited for, it, but I'm not like super fucking like. Oh my god! It's finally ha-. like I I don't I don't have enough history of Kotar to like yeah.
1: go that. crazy Oh, I've never it. played it, but I think yeah. it's cool to just get that modern take on it.
0: Yeah, um, I think I like Spider Man Two is probably my 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 pick. Game of, of show. show, yeah, Game of Show for me, but like because
1: you know that's going to be a quality product no matter what it is.
0: Well, I also love Spider Man yeah. more than anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like when 2018 yeah. happened, when Spider Man One came out and mm. God of War 2018 came out. We were just like arguing about two games of the highest quality. Yeah. And like I think Spider-Man was your game of the year, God of oh, yeah, War was mine and it's like <laughs> we're really arguing nothing because like they're both standout products. They're
0: they're standout <laughs> products. Um yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons why Spider-Man's always going to be like like bigger love for me, right? Because sure. I have investment with the character obviously. Whereas like God of War I was like, "Oh, this is a great game. This is this is a great amazing game, right?" But I didn't replay that game very much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wasn't compelled to. Whereas like Spider-Man was like, I need to go back and feel that again. Because that felt so good to me.
1: Yeah, right? few games yeah. feel as fun yeah. as Spider-Man does on my hands. And I'm interested to see how they're going to tweak the, the swinging mechanics and make it even more like immersive and cool.
0: Or they'll just, you know, it's all an asset flip. <laughs> they
1: yeah, won't change anything. That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> Goddamn Sony cooks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, a lot of these games... We don't really know quite when they're coming, but when they do come, I imagine they're going to be great. But when they th- come, we'll come. But thank you. Thank you, Sony. Thank you, Herman. You
0: fucking, you gave us, you fed us on Thursday. I am full and I am happy. Well, those are the games of the future, Daniel. But if I wanted to hear about games that are in my bed now. <laughs> You're sleeping with games? Yeah, I sleep with my controller. You do. I do.
1: The DualSense keeps you warm. It does. Oh, I didn't tell you or the listeners yet. I got a new DualSense. You
0: told me. No, yeah, I live here. You have to pretend like you heard it for the what?
2: first time. I saw
0: the box.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the <laughs> a new DualSense <laughs> just for the fuck of it. Um,
0: Wait, do you, you want to start over this bit? you like, yeah, to tell me. No, it's fine. It's No, it's okay. Please, <laughs> I got a different reaction for you, Daniel. Stop, trust you me. Don't trust me.
1: <sighs> so I got a new DualSense. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn, I hate it here. <laughs> So, yeah, let's talk about the stuff we've been playing. It's cool. It's yeah, I mean, black. It looks like yeah. the OG
0: PS4 controller. I got the crimson one. I wish it was more red. Look at this. Look at this in the sun. It looks more like like a bargain. Dude. Chartreuse, like kind of red purple. <laughs> oh, <a> chartreuse. <laughs> yeah. The Chartreuse ended Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, so here's one game, uh, or not, I mean, it is a game. I won't lie about that, yeah. but yeah, the Avengers DLC uh, War for Wakanda mm-hmm. came out, which brought with us T'Challa, Black Panther himself, played by none other than Christopher Judge, the and he does his Kratos. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. He does a fantastic job as uh, T'Challa. Oh yeah, I think it's awesome. Like I didn't even know it was Christopher Judge. Like listening, I was like, "Yo, he's so like baked into the role and nails the accent too." It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is um, one of. The only content drops that we've gotten for this game in quite some time, right? Um, so we originally got extra characters. It was Kate Bishop was the first last year, mm-hmm. and then I forget if Hawkeye came out last year or at the beginning of this year. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it all kind of bleeds
0: together. Yeah, and then I it was thought kind it was of a, a drought issue. for a while. I mean, they did extra like story missions around um, the Scientist Supreme and all that shit, mm-hmm. and that's why we have a mission where you fight a billion Monica's, <laughs> and it sucks. It's a lot of Monicas. It's really bad.
1: Really bad. It's like that one Bega song where it's like a little bit of Monica on my mind, a little bit of
0: Monica. On. <laughs> it's <laughs> she just the loop forever. <laughs> it fucking sucks. So I I don't yeah. like that. But the War for Wakanda content's pretty. It's, it's hefty. It's, it's, it's decent. Yeah. It's decent. I think um the new biome is really awesome. Going around like a very like lush kind of jungle mm-hmm. is cool with temples and whatnot. And... and like the new base where
1: you're in Wakanda. You're the new base, is yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: it's gorgeous. But um. Uh, the story is whatever. Mm-hmm. So, the whole idea is that uh, uh, after A Day, if mm-hmm. you don't remember, it was when uh, the Avengers fucked up, stepped on their own dicks, and and Cap got a died. bunch of people killed. Yeah, Captain America died. Looks like those colors do run red, because he died. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened was it was the inverse. Wakanda used to be uh, open. Mm-hmm. its borders were open to the rest of the world unlike the MCU movie mm-hmm. and when A-Day happened they closed their borders and then this event I don't think changed their mind I didn't really catch mm-hmm. whether or not it did but the Avengers show up and T'Challa decides to, to bomb around with them and yeah. beat up some uh, other robots mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing there's new enemies more, more but robots. different robots and there's corrupted tachyon rifts and things you yeah. have to fight corruption now And then there, well there's spider robots they added that
1: oh, so okay. that's different Still um, Claw, Claw is a main villain now. Do you fight him
0: in any, like, villain sectors? pretty sure he's played by Steve Blum, by the way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It is Steve Blum. Oh, my God. He's in every video <laughs> game. Uh, yes, there's a new Claw fight, I think. I'm not quite sure. So the game does a weird thing where you can do the initial content uh, with a new character, and then, like, when it's on the war table afterwards... Like, the leveling is, like, up to fucking 80. And I'm like, dude, I just started this character. It's going to be forever for me to actually go back to a which yeah. I think is such a stupid it's choice. Dumb. Otherwise, you have to play the new content with your old characters. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is... Or, Literally, everything you do is an unforced error, Crystal Dynamics. Or
1: the thing <laughs> that I find really stupid, where you have to launch this certain post-game content from the main menu. What so, like, you man. launch the game, and it's, like, it does a few tabs, or it's, like... Play the Kate Bishop DLC, or play the Clint stuff, or play War for Wakanda. If you jump into the game proper, you don't get that same access point to just launch it. You have me. to fucking start it from the beginning. I want to love this game. Yeah. And They're killing me. I want to. But you keep coming back to it. I I know. It's like a damaged lover.
0: I, ugh. Because <sighs> it always promised me it's going to
2: change, mm. but then it's the same.
0: I'll quit drinking. <laughs> I'll clean
1: up every once in a while. I'll make dinner. Yeah. I make
2: dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah,
0: it's, it, 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 the thing is like, it, it's always half measures where it's like, yeah, this is actually really cool content. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but the game's still Avengers and it fucking self-sabotages itself into the ground mm-hmm. is, is my problem with it. But I will say the good things, the good things. I don't think it's that bad. No, not the content, but I mean overall the experience still like sabotages itself through stupid egregious decisions where Mm -hmm. it's like, What wait a second. I can't go back to Wakanda like unless I'm level eighty? Dog, what? Yeah. That's stupid. Come on. Everyone wants to play the new content.
1: But Um, they do the thing now where there's some kind of tweaks where you could play as any hero now. There's yep. like so you you can play as Thor I could play as Thor at the same time versus locking each player into one character yeah it's better like no I don't know what to call it no duplicates basically yeah
0: and then they do uh, they switched up the gear menus mm-hmm. where they consolidated the UI anything that has to do with your characters like on one screen with yeah. nested menus and it, it's smarter it's a smarter yep. layout there's new hero up.
1: level stuff so like yeah. they're there's trying to stuff. add new like quality of life stuff to it which is right. <clears throat> good for the people who have been with it for a while and like need reasons to keep coming back and have play value. The efforts are noble. Like I don't think it's a dead game. I, and I think we're probably going to get another year or so out of it because they're mm. going to commit to the content that they have to put out.
0: So they have a new roadmap, right? Yeah. What's the, that roadmap look like?
1: So it's a roadmap from now until the end of the year. Um, yeah. War for Wakanda I mean, was the we'll big see. thing. There's another raid that's coming. Well, actually, no, first not raid. No it's the, the first, first raid. raid that's coming because a lot of the things that were kind of raid-like were like Omega Threat Level stuff. So first raid, super cool. Um, I don't know who you fight in it. I don't think they've revealed that. Um, I think it's Claw. Is it Claw? Because okay.
0: he becomes Super Claw. So <laughs> that the
1: that's the next big thing, and then Spider Man. There's a whole Spider Man event that's supposed to come between now and December. Yes, which, exclusive to PS or exclusive to PlayStation. Which that's still a thing. Pissed off a lot of people. Get yep. used to it.
0: It's still a thing.
1: But I think for the end of the year to have these things planned and actually launch would be good for the game i think if they can make this raid come out and it's awesome and not just you know a button mashing robot fest like some of the other things have been um and to actually get spider-man out before uh no way home
0: would be big right to have that launch kind of in tandem with the new movie one so they're adding patrols to the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: finally so you don't have to be locked into a mission to like earn And do, like... It's like Destiny. Yeah. Destiny at patrols. Sure. So that's nice. Uh, We're not getting another hero this year. It's going to be Spider-Man only. So it's like, for players that don't have PlayStation, that's it. You Mm -hmm. just have T'Challa and you're you're done until whatever happens next
1: year. I mean, I think T'Challa is a pretty cool fucking character. He's a cool character. for, like, a close-range brawl character.
0: And I love playing as him. He's a cool character, but I think um, there was this kind of, like, expectation from the fans that we would see... Probably more regular content drops, and that hasn't come to fruition. And there's a lot of reasons for it, right? Sure. Like, they put a lot of truck into the character suites as is in their kits, so mm-hmm. it takes forever to make those. Yeah, it's probably hard to balance, too. Super hard to balance. Um, and I think that's one of, one of the other errors about the game, where it's like, for a game like this, it would have been really cool if that roster, like, was substantial like it was like oh wow we're gonna build up to like 20 heroes instead of it being fucking uh the year anniversary and they've only had three nine. characters right yeah. so it's like it's eh, i get that but it had to have been a different game i always talk about that i was like this game needed to have like a different art style and different release schedule and not like kind of almost hyper realistic yeah to like make that kind of like an easier thing to like get out these assets <laughs> and stuff but i think it, as is it's pretty hard to make a character as good as they are yeah and they are good
1: yeah, I think Very each great. character plays uniquely in fun ways. Each character has, like, fucking nine skill trees.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, it's there's crazy.
1: a lot going on with, with the game. And to just say, oh, you know, it's it's content light is is for sure one argument, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the stuff that they're putting into it takes a lot of time. And maybe they got ahead of themselves with, like, when they thought their initial roadmaps were going to hit yeah for them to be more transparent and like kind of amend that and then do this one like i think they can hit it i really do think they can
0: the way that the game feels now where you have this kind of disparity between like how much uh attention and detail is given to the characters versus how much to the levels and activities it feels like a portion of parking lot right Mm -hmm. like you have a fucking this amazing car and you have a fucking. In front of the Krogers is like as far as you can go. Yeah. And that's the problem with this game, right? I want more dynamic, interesting levels, things that go to very like Marvel hallmarks, you know? Mm-hmm. Wakanda's a start, but it's like, it feels like. We shouldn't be talking about a start a year after release. Yeah, because thinking about like
1: when Spider Man's going to come out, you know, we're just going to go to New York. Yeah, what's which his is lo- already kind like, of like a whatever level, and
0: they're not giving him an expansion content. they no. li- he's literally just a character drop. So it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. so wait a second, what is they're going to drop him with a mission, probably a probably a mission, yeah. right? That's also awesome. like you guess it's probably going to be New York, and it's like that New York level is not very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the shittiest New Yorks I've ever played. Well,
1: in. it's kind of like how they dropped Kate. Where they dropped mm. Kate, she had kind of a story thread of her own, and you were yeah. playing through like levels in Utah. That you yeah, played. exactly. Versus the Clint that stuff, where it's like, here's the future wasteland. That's
0: what I'm saying. Talking so, about a portion of parking lot. It's yeah. just like, fuck, dude. You need there's so much that you need to fix. Like otherwise, that you've already like locked in. And said like we can't. So that's that's kind of what's harming this game in a lot of ways. Because mm. I don't want to go back to Utah. I don't. I don't care yeah. if you give me Vision and Doctor Strange. Do you think it's gonna be awesome going to Utah with and these characters? Fucking... <laughs>
1: Uh, synthoids over and over again like that's yeah. the problem like there's so yeah. much cool potential and there's a lot of untapped potential that I think they're going to keep missing the mark on because they set up the story of like the Scientist Supreme and these synthoids and tachyon Which events. are boring
0: stupid boring it's super shit. super
1: boring and I agree I want more Marvel mm. hallmarks outside yeah. of just the characters. Right. You remember that hot scene in Iron Man 2 where Tony went to fucking Utah? I don't. <laughs> You know, like it's, I don't know. They're, but they're trying. I will give them credit. Um, I, I think I will stick with the game for as long as they're willing to put out content for it. And every time I sit down and play it, I have fun. Still have fun. Like when I played with you and Chelsea the other night, as she was kind of like learning the ropes and like yeah. getting back into it. It's great. I love playing as Cat, playing as Black Panther, playing as Kate. Like, it's just the minutiae of it gets kind of bland after sure. a while. Absolutely. Is all. But you. happy one year to Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> uh, you know, you lasted longer than people thought you would. Happy
0: one year, you <laughs> sons of bitches. i
1: <laughs> am buy you a drink. Let's talk about a multiplayer game that has its hooks on us pretty immediately. Ooh. Aliens. Fireteam Elite. Stupid name. Great game. Amazing game. Well. The only thing that's kind <laughs> of whatever about
0: it is the three-person Fireteam. Could be four. Could be four. I'm sick of this. I'm this sick of Destiny This Destiny shit. This is um, this is what I would like to call oppressing gamers. You're mm. oppressing gamers. You're oppressing the fourth player. The fourth player is important. Fucking Nintendo sixty four had ha- how many slots?
1: Four. <laughs> I motioned because I was sipping water. He was he sipping water. water.
0: Yeah, but uh, it had four. Now we're, re- we're reducing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a PS six There'll be two slots. Is that what's gonna happen? Fucking that Gotham Knights is already doing two player yep. co op. Come on, man. Come on. This is oppression.
2: <laughs> but
0: no, Aliens, Fireteam Elite has been dancing on my love of the Xenomorph franchise itself. Um, my favorite film in the franchise, of course, being Aliens. There's two mm-hmm. types of people. Alien or Aliens people. Mm-hmm. And then people that argue that Prometheus is good. That's a third type Mate. of person. And, uh, <laughs> so I love Aliens more than Alien, and I think Prometheus is good. Then you must be sitting pretty because there is a lot yeah. of references to Prometheus in here. And my favorite thing is how it blends aliens lore and design mm-hmm. and aesthetic with like yo prometheus is a thing and the pathogen's a thing and yep. the engineers are a thing yep and it's not just like like at a glance references you go to the temples mm-hmm. and you're fighting xenomorphs on fucking engineer heads it's crazy
1: the level environmental design is really really so cool good, dude and this should be like so attractive for a lot of people it's what would you call it would you call it a double a game or a triple game it's a double A, a, double a. a game. $40, $40 for this this game and I think that's such a good entry point for
2: mm-hmm.
1: a game that like could have a lot of replay value for some or some people could just play through the campaign and be like <laughs> you know that was it <clears throat> I think it offers a lot I think Quite the gameplay is really solid um there's what four classes and then you unlock a fifth one
0: and they added a sixth yep. within like three weeks after it came out like Jesus Christ yeah
1: and they all play uniquely different there's like a demolition
0: class there's like an assault class a healer yeah, uh it's it's interesting and there's a progression system that unlocks like more abilities and you get more and more and more guns like crazy. Mm-hmm. You can buy guns. It's it's super interesting. I find the leveling progression to be a little convoluted. They changed it. Did they? Well, not the perk system. Okay, that's what you
1: find convoluted. Like where right? you have like the attachy case for your weapons, and <laughs> yeah, you're putting like. It's like, like perks you're doing the Resident Evil four yeah.
0: fucking grid. Yeah, that blew people's minds. Every every person that I've talked to is just like, I don't understand this grid system. I don't. But, but the idea is that there is three corners that are specific <laughs> to your class. Like, let's say that you are the gunner, and it'd be like gunner elite uh, abilities or something tethered to your. um... What are they called? Like not consumables, but the ones that are that are always tethered to your class. Like am I over fire and shit like that? Your abilities. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So your perks.
1: Because your consumables are things like your turrets right. and your like landmines that you put down.
0: And as you kill more xenomorphs, which by the way, the game plays like a cross between division and world war z, if you want to get a sense of its third person Yeah, I think combat. that's super, super accurate. Uh you unlock more modifiers to this grid system. So you unlock And also, like, the whole grid is not available to you at first. Mm -hmm. It's like almost having, like, a small attach A case and getting a larger one eventually. Mm -hmm. And you have to... So, depending on the modifier, some of them actually are bolstered by where you place it on the grid. Where it'd be like, oh, this actually works with my overdrive ability, which makes a gun gun rate fire, like, faster. Mm -hmm. And that's how it works. But people... Everyone that I've played with was just like, what the fuck is this? Because you have to play fucking Legos to, like, figure out your kit.
1: (laughs) Like, I have a fire, like, an incendiary ammo attachment. But, like, to get there took me three sessions Mm -hmm. to figure out how to put it on my fucking gun. But, like, all that
0: weird... The the attachments to your gun are different than your grid system. So confusing. Are you confused? I'm a little confused. So you have attachments to your gun Mm. that give you different, like, um... Let's say 30% stability or a better fire rate yes. or better strength. And then there's your fucking perks, which are like this goddamn Lego system where you gotta use modifiers and place them that all react to each other in different ways. And you'll see little lines that connect them if they are compatible. If they're not compatible, you still get a benefit, but yeah. not a bolstered benefit. It's
1: weird. I need
0: a prima guide for this.
1: I gotta I gotta show you. <laughs> <laughs> because I like I kind of uh married the two ideas in my head thinking of like the lego attachy grade of it all being the same thing separate
0: (laughs) ideas of advancement yeah but overall you have a um uh kind of like a performance rating Yes. So, like, th- they would even give you, like, on different difficulties, it will tell you, like, oh, you should be, like, 600 plus. And, like, if you don't have your grid and shit maxed out, like, it gives you a rating. Is that what it's based off of? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you
1: could you could fucking get God. thwarted. Because, like, you have your character level. Yeah. And then you have your performance
0: level. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, character level's different. Yeah, that that, that is modern gaming, or by the way. Or I should say class level, because it's yes. different. Yes. Yeah, modern gaming has cursed us with having multiple progression No, it's (laughs) Destiny. Blame Destiny. (laughs) Destiny fucked up the world, to be honest with you.
1: So, like, convoluted leveling system aside, I think the world building is fucking supreme. I think the segmentation of there being kind of four main campaigns with kind of three, like, levels in between Mm -hmm. each super well structured very
0: left or dead structure
1: yeah each level is about like 20 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. depending on difficulty depending on challenges depending on how you want to run it um Go if ahead. you do i feel like if you do it with a, a group of people that you can communicate with it goes a bit faster than yep. doing like ai bots um oh the bots are terrible but you basically you start up the missions and obviously you have to unlock them in order but at the start you get the ability to you get the option to choose like challenge cards um to determine like you know if you want to make your run harder or you want to make it easier based off the card mm-hmm. i forget how the challenge cards mm-hmm.
0: spawn i know you have to buy some of them you can buy some or um the little caches that you find yeah. unlock new ones for you so they give you like
1: more level more gear more things after mm-hmm. you complete them more experience emotes
0: attachments yeah and perk cards
1: but it's pretty cool there, they could be anything like, okay, you kill a xenomorph and it when it dies it drops, like, acid blood that does damage. Right. Or something beneficial, like your guns do twice as much damage. Yeah. So, depending on the... the- a challenge it could go one way or another. typically
0: the beneficial ones don't give you any as like much. um they don't give you any modifier yeah. they don't give you like uh like extra points or experience but the ones that do fuck you up give you a lot of experience yeah such as turning every xenomorph into the exploding ones oh my god that was horrible yeah that was the worst thing i've ever done but it's really fun like they the variety of play comes from that because the game could turn into a very repetitive experience because mm-hmm. there isn't even really dynamic AI.
1: No, they come at you the same way. Certain waves, yeah. like you have level segmentation, where basically you're preparing for an arena wave fight. Of like, right. okay, cool. Which are cool. We set off the signal. And now we're going to get rushed for five. And minutes using
0: turrets genomorphs. are amazing in this game.
1: Yeah, but the the, the meta game is the challenge cards, right. especially if you're playing on normal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but the intense difficulty is great because it, like, it it adds friendly fire. Acid damage does more. And sometimes when you get grabbed by like warrior xenomorphs, the ones from James Cameron's part 2. Mm-hmm. That's the funniest thing. Of, let me talk about the xenomorphs for a second. Sure. The Wait on me. I know thing, you're
1: nerding out about this game.
0: The funniest thing to me is that... The standard Glass Joe normal enemy Xenomorph that you fight is literally the dog alien yep. from Alien 3. They're the most common that run at you and go... <laughs> and like, fucking do their weird zebra squeal. Um... And it's actually, that sound effect is a, uh, it is an elephant mixed in with another animal squealing. Interesting. Yeah, that's how I've, they get that weird I've
1: heard sound. that sound bite used before
0: on, like, albums. Yeah, it's a weird sound, but <laughs> yeah, that's what it's from. But uh, then the the elite enemies... The Warriors are based off of James Cameron's aliens, which, mm-hmm. if you remember from that film, there's a billion of those, mm-hmm. and they instantly kill the Marines. In this game, they're trying to imply that, oh yeah, that was a fucked up scenario, because these guys are like creme de la creme. Yeah. But then there's also Praetorians, which is like a step down from yep. the Queen. They're like the King alien, and they're huge.
1: They're big.
0: And there, there's also, apparently, the fucking Crusher alien from Aliens Colonial Marines. The references are insane. They won't stop. <laughs> they even took a bad game and made something good.
1: What studio was this?
0: This was Iron Ironclad. I think it was just Iron Studios. Iron Studios.
1: Yeah. You one. can tell this team loves the anime franchise, love it. and it, it's dude. it's evident in everything. It's evident in the lore drops. Um, it's evident in the things you have to find in the levels that bolster, like kind of the world building the aliens the fact that there's such a variety of them and i feel like there's even
0: more to come like maybe we will get the bull aliens so you know? like <clears throat> all the all the content drops except for cosmetics will be free hmm. so like the new class was free and they said new levels will be free too oh yeah so all that's free uh cold iron studios so okay cold, cold iron. iron like you know aim the sights cold iron like a gun I'm not a military guy. A gun is cold on. <laughs> no, the intel is really cool, dude. Yes. The writing in this game is super interesting. Also, I found out that there's a tie-in novel called Aliens Infiltration hmm. or Infiltrator that talks about the, the Monica. This is the second time we mentioned Monica in this. <laughs> but the Monica xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Like the whole backstory is in that book, apparently. Hmm. I don't know if the writer of this game wrote that book. It was $16, and that's why I didn't pick it up. Uh, anyway. I'm not going to buy a paperback for 16 bucks. This is why books are dying. Anyway. Yeah. Better be a hardcover. You're going to spend me that money. Got to be $9.99. <laughs> but the – so you get like little lore drops throughout the levels. And when you Usually go three. back to your base, the Endeavor, right? It's always three in a level. You'll hear kind of, like, more kind of um, just context for where we're at. It's 20 years after James Cameron's Aliens movie, and the Colonial Marines are no longer a cudgel used by Weyland-Yutani, which they were corporately owned, basically. Mm-hmm. They are, they're were fucking mercenaries. They actually went back to, like, oh, no. The lore is that uh, there's something called the United Americas, which is, like, South America and North America merged into, like, one government. Mm-hmm. And now... Their colonial marines have complete, um, how would you say, autonomy from outside influence. Mm. So they actually are the police of the universe. So if corporations are fucking up in one way or another, they come in and slap their ass. (laughs) That's who they are now. Wow. Which is really cool. Like, the whole game is anti-corporate, like, left and right. And they talk about, like, yeah, we used to be under their thumb. Because, like, your character, like, asks questions to different, like, marines around... They don't even call themselves the Colonial Marines anymore, I don't think. They mm-hmm. call themselves something else, right? Which is really cool. And I'm just like, dude, this is new aliens lore. Yeah. And I'm it's here, but they also again the connections to Prometheus are super cool too because they even mention Elizabeth Shaw Mm -hmm. how nobody knows what really happened to her but her whole story is a cautionary tale about not being idiot scientists in space and I'm just like oh my god they're so stupid in that movie
1: for as much as I love that movie like there's a scene where I'm like I fucking hate this
0: I so (laughs) the sad part is like that when you get into the main campaigns like all of that cool context and lore is like not really there because it's just like hey marines make sure you don't get xeno blood on your dicks All right, (laughs) and that's that's the whole thing but it's so cool because you fight pathogen monsters Mm kind of like prometheus you fight fucking hybrid xenos come across facehuggers it's crazy how much like they got right i'm Mm -hmm. just like yo
1: well i like like the way they do the building for the facehugger too because the first one you come on is like kind of an intel lore drop where you discover Mm -hmm. it and then you go back to the endeavor you talk to somebody about it and then you fight them in like what the third or fourth level yeah like
0: you don't you don't fight them until you get closer to the hive which makes sense right it's it's super interesting also Huge connection to Alien Isolation, the working Joes, Mm. the weird androids with pale faces that go, you know, like fucking the droids from episode one. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers, (laughs) (laughs) these motherfuckers, the droidicas. (laughs) these motherfuckers are an enemy that you gun down like crazy and they're horrible. They're just like weird looking, right? Yeah. The running ones are the ones that freak me out. The mm. ones that have the fucking axes. Yeah. And they're always just like, hello, hello, hello. And they start attacking you. Like super you, automatons. They're I know you don't like fighting them as much, though.
1: No, they're just kind of annoying because I, I don't think there's any real tactics to fighting them. Yeah, because like, they stand
0: still and take bullets.
1: Like into. you, They're like bullet sponges. And yeah. sometimes they're armored bullet sponges because you get some that come in with, like, fucking heavier artillery. And it's just <laughs> kind of annoying to fight them. I do like that they kind of split it up to where it's like you're fighting working Joes in some scenarios, aliens in others, and then when they do come together, it's usually like an attack situation where the Xenomorphs are fighting the working Joes, Yeah, it's cool to see that kind of happen, but like, I just wish that was a more dynamic enemy type. It's cool that there is another thing to fight, but like, I don't know, I would have been cool with just fighting Xenomorphs. The entire mm. time. That's fair. Or fighting a fucking engineer, you know?
0: Yeah, I actually don't like fighting the pathogen monsters very mm. much. As much as I like fighting Xenos. Because Xenos, yeah. like, crawl on walls and do all sorts of crazy yeah, shit.
1: They do crazy stuff. They, um, they get tackle you down. Damage.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, they are a situation. And, like, the swarm of them is just so, like, oh, wow. I really do feel like I'm in the movie. I think the the campaign is, is really
1: interesting. Um, it has me gripped. I haven't finished yet. I, I am on... Campaign four or four. Haven't I actually even started it. Oh, we gotta finish it. But there's good building tension. Um the the only thing I don't love about the Intel drops is that when you go back to the Endeavour, this is worse than Fallout for me, where you Talk to characters mm-hmm. and they don't even their mouths don't move. They just it's, it's just kind of voiceover stuff that happens. It's a weird thing. Um, and the main story too being kind of delivered through voiceover work. That like if you're playing in a party, it's so easy to miss the story beats. Like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing in half the missions. I know I'm having fun. I know I'm shooting aliens. Right. But that's really kind of it. But I think there's a lot of epic scenarios, a lot of like climactic moments. The score by Austin Wintery really amazing. helps elevate it. He it's drops an oboe in that fucking sound. so fucking, soundtrack, fucking dog. nuance, like there's hand drums, there's orchestral stuff, there's all like, strings and stuff. It's yeah, there's like cool. distorted electronic. What I, what I love about it, it oh honestly
0: feels like a sequel to James Horner's score from the original film. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels... But it's it's not a replication. He's not doing any of those score themes, but they're all reminiscent of it because it's like, hey, what if this were yeah. after? It's so cool. He
1: has his own, like, kind of YouTube podcast series mm-hmm. where he, like, breaks down, like, compositions and stuff. And he usually talks about other composers, but he was talking um, to Troy Baker about, like, a five-minute sampling of music. Actually, no, sorry. He was doing this on his own. He was breaking down, like, a five-minute no, Troy? sampling of... Um... You're
0: mixing the Alana Pierce Cup podcast with... No, no, he's always on
1: that thing. No, so he does his own composer cast. This is something he did on his own, but okay. like he brought in Troy on a few of them to just talk about like some of his favorite composers. Hmm. Uh, but for this one he talks about a two minute slice of music and all of the like kind of development that went into it and like his thought process for composing it and the sort of instruments and kind of the rise that goes into it. And like, yeah, there's like oboe and shit like that, but there's crazy, like distorted, like rock bass that builds like this kind of climactic feel. And it's, it's brilliant. It's so fucking well done. And, um, There's a theme that plays in the Endeavor that's kind of like this kind of ambient, like, crazy theme that he actually, like, kind of just had somebody come in and write that, like, was a contest winner for The Pathless, which is another game he scored. And it's just, it's super nuanced, super cool. Like, I didn't expect the music to be as fucking well done as as it is. (laughs) It's it's a AAA score for a AA game. Fucking love it. I want want that score on vinyl. Like, it's it's so good. He
0: said it's coming on vinyl, right?
1: Yeah. Nice. I need that. I want that. It's a good score. Yeah. Okay. I, I highly recommend Fire Team Elite. Especially coming off of Such a surprise because people
0: thought it would be dog shit.
1: Well, coming off of Isolation, which was a game that really didn't resonate with me as sort no. of like a overlong hide and seek first person horror game. I don't like, like that shit. Yeah, it was a little too slow, burn. I get it was trying to kind of do the like succession to the original alien and then sure. falling in Ripley's daughter as well. It was fine, but this game is like Fuck, it is Aliens, Colonial Marine, Realized.
0: Right. That, see, that's the thing. So Alien fans are sitting pretty. They got one of the best Alien games ever, right? Yeah. Us Aliens fans have had to suck Randy Pitchford's
2: dick mm.
0: for a house game that ruined Aliens as a brand for years. Nobody wanted to touch it. Mm-hmm. And then these guys came out and were like, hey, this is all they needed to do. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Super simple. Seriously.
1: Like you said, it's Division meets World War Z meets aliens and it's it's fucking great chef i recommend it
0: yeah there you go let's move on to another video game my friend
1: yeah we had a lot that we actually kind of outlined on the list here but we're gonna shape it down because we're running a little long so sorry our long roommates but we appreciate you listening nonetheless tooth long tooth long so we talked about aliens we talked about avengers um (laughs) talk to me about ghost of shushima Iki island The Director's Cut expansion content.
0: Gotcha. Well, I fell for Sony's trap um, (laughs) and spent the $30 to to upgrade my PS4 edition for PS5. Whatever happened, right? Yeah. And uh, it's good. I like the content. The Mm -hmm. expansion content is more of the game, Mm -hmm. right? It it doesn't do anything subversive. It doesn't do anything very new. It's just more of the same game. It has cats. (sighs) Anyway, so it, well, it also gives you the ability to use the, um, the motion sensor to play flute songs. Oh. Yeah, you gotta do this Guitar Hero track and fucking just up and down your controller so you play songs for animals. Meats. Not kidding. Like, he sits down, plays a song for animals, the animals love him, he pets them, and then he goes, my mother taught me this song. <laughs> like, every I mean, single time. in a game where you write
1: haikus and, yeah. and bathe naked in, in hot spring spas, I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Iki Island is this, um, it's as big as the starting area of the main game. Yeah. You know, because the main game has, like, three segmented yeah, areas. Yeah, three
1: acts, three segmented areas to reflect. Right.
0: This one has one. So it's, it's, um... It, it took me about, like, probably a good eight hours to get through the content, so that's not... Oh, did you no, beat it? That's not, yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, it's not too bad. You didn't tell me. You didn't tweet about it. Eh. <laughs> I, I fuck I, No, I, I tweeted out photos of it, though. Oh, did Because photo you? mode sucked me right back in, because I found a my fucking God. look that looked so
2: good! Oh, my
0: God! I had a fucking red hat, fucking one of those Raiden hats, man, the straw hats. I had the fucking red top and a black bottom.
1: I love... I know this is obviously separate from what you're talking about, but I love that they did the Sony content drop for this game where this expansion rather where you can dress up like bloodborne characters yes there's like cosmetics for that there's uh shadow
0: the colossus so the way you unlock that shit's interesting there's these different shrines on the island and like it'll give you like this weird like kind of like a poem that is a riddle Mm -hmm. and the bloodborne one for instance like mentions like oh the you know you need to use the healing blood and what you have to do is go to the top of the shrine drop down and hurt yourself and then heal real quick and then it unlocks the costume for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And That's cool. There's another one where for the Kratos one, it talks about the father and son. You have to wear your father's armor and then unsheathe your sword and then you unlock it. It's cool.
2: Hmm. Like
0: it's it's like little like puzzles that you have to like figure out to like get the costume. I
1: like terrible. when they did the Sly Cooper one in the main game. Hmm. But it's like shit that I, I had to look it up because I'm like, this is a little convoluted, the steps of
0: it. But yeah, that was a lot to put that together. I think that was the last trophy I got. Yeah, it was one of my last For, like, ones. the platinum. It's really weird. Because, like, the last, like, the platinum trophy is me wearing the Sly Cooper outfit. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, like, the the story content for it, though, is it Good. more the same in terms of, like, the Huns, like, that kind of invasive, the Mongols, rather? The Mongols, yeah. yeah. So they, it's more of, like, the Mongols invading this island and everything. There's a
0: different antagonist. Uh, I forget her name. It's, like, the crow or something like that. Mm-hmm. I It didn't stand out. But she basically um, infects you with, like, I don't know, acid. Or like mushrooms or something. So you're hallucinating for most of the game. Where like you'll be walking along the island and then like you'll hear her voice and see like a weird fucking other world and shit like that. Where she's just basically trying to psych you out.
1: I like that because that kind of pulls from two elements of the, the main game. The fuck what's the multiplayer called? Legends. Legends. Where it has that sort of like cosmic trippy mm-hmm. effect when you're playing the multiplayer maps and then when you go into like these other realms and do these like one-on-one duels so i like that they kind of carry that
0: you got to get back in the light that
1: visual because like well they started doing raids too right yeah i've
0: never been able to get to the raid yeah my character's too low too shitty
1: it's a lot of a grind I like i like legends a, a lot but like after a while i'm like all right i kind of did this and like it sucks because like the play sessions go for like 30 minutes and then if you die it's like you get nothing from it yes I don't know. It kind of sucks. Great design,
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, the story is interesting because it also Jin has to reckon with the fact that um, he's working alongside these uh, what do they call them raiders, basically,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and his father was killed by a raider, and he was killed on this island, by the mm-hmm. way, and he has to reckon with the fact that like it's kind of a sins of the of the father situation where his dad as a samurai, like, everyone hates samurai in this island because Mm -hmm. they came in and fucked people up, right? And his dad had a reputation as being called the butcher. Mm. And so, you have this one conception of your father. It's like, oh, you know, he was killed even though he was a good guy. And then you figure out, like, oh, well, that wasn't true at all. His dad might have been a fucking dickhead, actually. Mm -hmm. And you have to reckon with that throughout the story because you're working alongside these people that slowly figure out that you're Jin Sakai. Mm -hmm. And... It makes for very interesting, like, kind of interpersonal drama because you're making friends with people that inevitably probably killed your dad, (laughs) and it's like it's, and you're trying to protect them and put aside your code because Jin's not a samurai anymore.
2: No, he is considered one,
0: and they consider him a samurai, but it's like he kind of became something different. Yeah, and so he's he's walking a different path in between both worlds, you know. Mm. So he flares up a bit, right? The Sakai honor, the samurai shit. But in actuality, he just kind of, like, understands the raiders a bit more because, well, he's been othered. He's on the outside of that. Mm -hmm. He's on the outside of that cast. So this ended up being, like, a really interesting expansion where it's, like, you don't quite need it, but it's still super important to his characterization nonetheless. So I really appreciated that there was, like, a lot of writing energy Mm -hmm. put into this. So I ended up really loving it. Do you think great? has any impact on, like, the sequel? No. No. There's no setup for a sequel. There's no, like, oh, here's a bigger threat or anything. No. Mm-hmm. This is, that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the whole game. There might be this grand threat of the Mongols and whatnot, but for the most part, for the most part. It's about Jin. It's his story. It's his internal struggle struggle of becoming something other than a samurai. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Like, it's, it's, it's very much character based. Mm-hmm. So this DLC just kind of continues that in a great way. Plus, the encounters are great um they add one thing to the combat like the only thing that i could like think that they change about the combat which i think is pretty great to begin with is that there's now certain enemies that give like power buffs to the rest of the enemies because they're just chanting the entire time and if you don't kill them first everyone's way harder to kill that seems like something from the legends mode i think it is yeah so that's about it they added a lock-on system too right uh not that i've fucking seen i heard they did but i've never Hmm. maybe i didn't turn it on I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> they did do a cool thing that we always complain about, right? Which is um, you can turn on tool tips from the beginning of the game again. So if you forgot how to play the fucking game, you'll be like, hey, give me hints for how to just no- do normal things like block and shit like that.
2: Hmm. Which is
0: really cool. Because it's like if you spend a lot of time not playing Ghost of Shijima and go back into it and go like, oh, fuck, how do I use like my my goddamn like accessories and shit like that? the game will tell you now.
1: Oh, I get what you mean. I was like, I don't know yeah. that I complained about it, but we complain about it in the context of DLC where like you walk away from a game for like six months and then they expect you to know how to play no, it. To play the if game. Spider-Man did that non-stop. really bad. Spider-Man yeah. was horrible about That's that. cool. I like that they do
0: that. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Or, or you just stop playing a game for a while. You can turn on the tooltips again. Mm. That's what keeps me from playing like replaying open world games because i'm just like i don't know how to play you anymore (laughs) it's been forever
1: so there's such like a hard like re-steeping point of it
0: yeah this game i would say sucker punch is like the benchmark plus naughty dog they're the benchmark for like accessibility in games thinking about like well what would help a player beyond just like making the game easier it's like Mm -hmm. no, no 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 just having these options here that just make the experience better yeah yeah so great game would you say it's worth it yes
1: for the thirty dollars, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I really loved revisiting Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. I really, really did. Yeah, it reminded me about everything that I love about the game.
1: It was one of our game of the year talking points uh, in twenty twenty. Like you, I don't think you could talk about games in twenty twenty without talking about Ghost of Tsushima. No, I know some people could argue that it's just another like Sony open world game, but like there's no, so there's much that about this game. was special about it in terms of like um, actually traversing the world felt really easy. Like fucking fast traveling felt great how quickly you could call your horse Mm -hmm. um and even just like the wind mechanic too Of like hey where do i need to go there's not a standard waypoint oh i swipe on the fucking touchpad and the wind guides me and it's just it's brilliant game design sucker punch fucking they're probably gonna get locked into doing ghosts for a while Mm -hmm. but whatever like this this should be their new crowning achievement and they should own it because it's fucking brilliant good stuff
0: i love video games i know you do but i hate gamers why do you hate gamers because they fucking suck and they're racist, and they hate women, and they think adding black people to video games is pandering somehow. I hate gamers.
1: Sure do. So we had kind of like a robust list here that we pared down to four games we're talking about because we're running long. I had been playing Neo Two. I'm not going to really talk about it in detail, uh, just because it's kind of more the same. Um, I really like it. I think some of the quality of life stuff is great, and it's just another fun like action RPG souls like good stuff. It had my attention for a good minute. Like I was playing it pretty voraciously, voraciously, voraciously. And then Hades came out for PlayStation five, which kind of just fucking sucked the air out of the room for me, repositioned me and has my attention in full. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been playing that game nonstop, which is weird because like you would think I had so much opportunity to play it on the switch. Um, but you know how my attention span is with games on the Switch. Also, didn't have trophies, so like, what's what's the point
0: even? I think I think you just need to be brave, Daniel. Just admit that the Switch is bad.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about earlier, where there's studios that you like the games but you hate the studio.
0: Yeah, Nintendo. you hate Nintendo.
2: Yeah
1: wow
0: that's a big one nobody's
1: made it this far they'll never hear it that's true (laughs) that is true but hades has my fucking attention far more than it ever did on switch and it's not uncommon because i've done this with games like hollow knight with you like gaming games dog you like gaming
0: games with challenge
1: yeah that's your shit the kind of a repeatable loop kind of like just really whether, whether it's hack and slashy or run and gun or whatever the case may be but like hades is fucking my game and you would think like any year that gave me returnal I'd be kind of burnt out on like roguelikes yeah. but no like if anything I think returnal helped me understand Hades a bit more because when I was playing it the first time I think there were concepts that I didn't quite grasp mm. and now having played it like for like 40 50 hours like I have internalized this game I understand its systems I understand its meta games and it is a game that gets better the more and more you play it sure It's frustrating, sure. You have to do the same runs over and over. You have to keep fighting bosses you've already killed. You lose abilities you've gained. You lose that favorite boon from uh, Zeus that you you got that gave you lightning strike.
0: Mm, Sounds like a bad game.
1: But something about just playing it and internalizing it on PS... Five helped me understand it a bit more and appreciate mm-hmm. it a bit more you guys know Hades you know what it's what it's about right you play Zagreus you're basically trying to fight your way out of the underworld to make it to Olympus and fight your dad because fuck your dad mm-hmm. also I'm gonna say this as a sidebar this has been the year for me of content about fighting your dad Hades another one Shang-Chi okay got to fight your dad there was something else too forget what it was dad fighter
0: 64
1: no hold on I tweeted about this hold on give me a second here okay I, it's actually not important. So yeah, there, there's been a lot of content that I've been consuming about fighting your dad. And it's interesting because like you, you could find a weapon that might not be for you and that could be like kind of what makes or breaks it for you. Cause there's like, I think six or seven weapons in total. If you're playing with the sword and you're like, oh yeah, it's not quite working out for me. I could see how it might buck people off, mm-hmm. but I found my rhythm with the shield which is fucking it's great at close combat it's great at range combat and it helped me fly through my runs and that's inevitably what i eventually beat my first complete run with like i'm riding the high with it where like i'm just like oh yeah how do i keep maxing up my character how do i optimize my runs and there i mean there's some weapons that i really don't prefer using like i don't like the bow um there's the twin fist which is like close combat but like It leaves you too vulnerable. I think like in scenarios where like I need to do like awesome successive range damage, the shield is it for me. Mm -hmm. I know for you, you were doing the spear, right? Spear Spear is what's
0: gotten me to Hades the most. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, was like my favorite.
1: In my initial try on the Switch, I never made it to Hades, which is at the end of what you would consider, I guess, the fourth biome. Sure. So there's like four biomes. You have the first one where you're fighting through kind of like hell. You fight Megara. The second one where you fight um, kind of a Hydra serpent. The third one where you fight um, Theseus and Asterius, who's like a kind of dual combo, which is a bitch of a fight. Mm -hmm. Where you're fighting this warrior in this bowl but it's kind of like this kind of pantheon of like humans fighting for greatness. And then the river sticks is the last one where you fight your way up to Hades. Who's your dad Um, had never gotten that far in the switch, but fucking did it like on my second or third run on PlayStation. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about like the dual sense or just playing it on the PlayStation that made me like feel more compelled, but it just feels better to play, especially with the button mashy, like kind of combat Mm -hmm. aspects. Like it feels, I don't know, more at home on that controller versus like the switch pro controller or even like the fucking joy cons like it feels flimsy as hell if i'm playing a game that requires repetitive combat i need something really sturdy Mm -hmm. and this gave it to me now it's it's one of those things where you think oh cool i beat hades and that's it that's the game no it is not the game basically requires you to play it again and again because each run you learn the world more, you learn each area, you learn the characters you're interacting with, whether they're Olympian gods or uh gods or gods of the underworld or whatever. And as you build your relationships with these characters, they give you keepsakes that give you kind of like little boons, right? One might give you more health on a run, or one might give you more damage. One might give you an additional death defiance, which if you die, you get resurrected, which gives you kind of an additional chance at like winning um so talking to these characters taking their boons and developing their relationships really plays to your benefit Mm -hmm. but the only way you can do it is through repetition and playing again and again and again which i think could get daunting for people
0: i think so too i I think it's the reason i haven't stuck with it because i just got yeah but i want to replay the game 15 times yeah and
1: at this point i think i've probably done like 60 attempted runs and i've cleared 12 right um and it get, it does get frustrating, but like with each run, it's a living game where like each time you die and come back, the characters comment on your progress. You comment on what you experienced and the narrative kind of shifts and you learn more about who you are, who your mother is, what happened with, with Hades and Persephone, who is your mother. And it's a fascinating kind of like unraveling that I think is more brilliantly done than I had seen handled in um, Returnal, which, I I mean, I love Returnal. It's my game of the year right now. But like, I think some of the narrative was just kind of like, some of it was intriguing, but by the end, like the final act, I was like, okay, that wasn't as rewarding as I thought it was going to be. But the rewarding loop of like making it to Olympus, seeing your mother and then being like, oh, my runs now are kind of based around me trying to strengthen that relationship and get to know her. And then I die and have to keep doing it over and over. It's not just about me fighting my father. It's about finding somebody who I didn't even know was in my life, but is really important to me now. And it's super, I don't know. It's, it's tight the way they wind that narrative through the reruns and the kind of the world building of it all. I finally rolled credits on it, which I was like, I didn't even know I could do, but (laughs) 10 uh run clears is basically how you do it on the 10th one you basically bring your mother back to hades with you i don't it would it's sound called.
0: like something she would want yeah jesus christ
1: yeah well you bring her back to the the underworld with you and it's it's i don't know it's it's cool and then after that like you're like oh the game should be done now but there's like a final act that you unlock and there's more story beats where your dad's like well yeah you beat me and your mom's here but like we need to keep up this image that you're fighting me every time for the gods of Olympus because if they know you stole your mother back, a war would break out. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's interesting the way that the story and the kind of idea of like the repetition of the roguelike elements like keeps feeding the story. Um, interesting. And yeah, I, I like it. And there's a metagame after where you beat the, I think it might actually be after the first or second uh, run clear where you get things called Packs of Punishment Hmm. And they're basically like modifiers to your runs that make it more challenging and you get more perks, uh, based off of actually activating them or not. So like I use the shield a lot bombastic with it, but these things make it harder where like enemies might do more attack damage or they might be faster or they might have more health they might, you know, have more armor. They might do abilities you might not otherwise see. There's something called extreme measures, which each of the three main bosses they do shit that you didn't see in the first runs. Where like, you know, when you fight Megara and the the Fate Sisters on that first like boss, right? You usually fight one of them. If you activate extreme measures, you fight three of them simultaneously. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, when you fight the serpent. Um, it's like a lava area it's islands now so like you can get damaged by lava a bunch mm. when you fight theseus and the bull in the third act they have armor so like hmm. it's just like little challenge modifiers that give you like kind of perks and boons um and i like it a lot my, my favorite ones to kind of activate are like timed runs where if you activate it's like you have nine minutes to basically clear each area and then your carry over time stacks so if i beat like the first region and then i have three minutes left over and then i carry over to the next now i have t- 12 minutes to do it and then so mm-hmm. on and so on and it keeps stacking um but it's fucking it's great i don't know if it's just like i needed something mindless to play but i just find like kind of the the grooves of it and the combat to be like super cathartic mm. and it's a good podcast game too where i'm like oh i'm gonna catch up on podcasts and just right, kind of right. mindlessly play hades but the also also why i keep replaying it is like i'm working towards the platinum and it's it's a bitch. You know, I think I complained about Returnal having a platinum that sucked, where it's like, do all the collectibles. It does. Yeah. This one's similar, but I think it's a bit more engaging. Because hmm. a lot of it is like, uh, maximize all of your bonds with each character that you interact with. Maximize your keepsakes. Do this. Do like X amount of like packs of punishment runs. and. It, like I could see how it might immediately buck people off of, like, oh, well, I beat the game, so, like, whatever, I'm done. But, like... Yeah, I've, I'd probably be done. Yeah. And, like, I'm getting at the point where, like, I kind of do want to play something else. Like, you know, seeing you play Spider-Man, like, I redownloaded that. A lot of
0: fun with Spider-Man, man.
1: I still haven't beat Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, so, like, I do want to play those games. Yeah. And this might be, like, a long-tail Platinum, because, like, it's estimated anywhere to be, like, a 70 to, like, 100-hour Platinum. And I could sure. see where, like... Results may vary with it depending on like skill based su- platinum. Yeah, depending on how successful you're. Yeah, it's are not a guaranteed.
0: It. Yeah, yeah. It has to be totally skill based. Yeah, that that's my problem. I like playing a lot of games. Yeah. Not the same, the game, same game forever. The same And I do that a lot. Like, and Hades, is that would be a problem for me because mm. I'd be like, well, fuck this. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, especially if I got to like round ten and I was like, okay, I saw the story. I don't need to get the platinum for this mm. fucking bitch. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens is the same thing too, where it's like, oh, we want you to do. We want you to basically do everything in the game 500 times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, fuck out of here. And they want you to do that where it's like, do every campaign on every difficulty. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even matchmaking is dog shit in that game right now.
1: So you right have now. to play with friends. if You, you have wanna, like, to play be with successful. friends
0: because matchmaking ma- is so shitty right yeah. now. And if you'll, if you jump into a match and there's only like, um one other human player and then a uh a, like a bot they'll fucking the human will drop out of the match before it even begins oh yeah
1: because they want to play with a full stack yeah
0: every single time so it sucks um so i don't i don't think we'll i honestly don't think i'll ever get that platinum because i don't think i can convince any of my friends to play on like extreme
1: i mean i would do it if i actually like had my levels peaked and like you know had yeah. a class i felt like really because i play demolition mainly but like sure. i i need to be way more stacked than i am
0: yeah I mean, it's a trophy for getting, like, five classes up to, like, one, like, full level two and all that shit. It's just, like, the game wants you to do everything. Yeah. And, like, Hades sounds like that to me, too. Where I'm just, like, it wants me to do everything.
1: It's tough, because a lot of games ask that of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Sony open world games ask you to do most of all collectibles, see all the things, do all the things, but like there's an easy play with super
0: it. Super reasonable.
1: Though. And it's reasonable asking me to maybe clear a hundred runs to like max exactly. out like my, uh, Olympian God compendium and up. max up relationships. <laughs> crazy. And like because it's a rogue, like you don't know that you're gonna interact with the same gods on every run. I might get Artemis this run. I might yeah. get fucking Ares this run. I might get Zeus on this. It's run. It's a level of randomization so, that
0: makes that yeah. like just the impossible feat. Yeah, it's an Olympian feat. Yeah. So I'm just like ah, probably I'm not gonna go after that. It, I I need to go back to Hades. I haven't I haven't popped the first run done. Yeah. Right? Like I've never beat Hades himself.
1: It's hard. It's satisfying. But like when you get your uh, mirror perks up to where you have like four death defiances and you're like, wow, okay, like I can actually feel like Mm -hmm. I can do this. And then you do it like skinning your teeth. It feels great. You feel like you accomplished something because it's one of the hardest fights like in a lot of games of that nature. Mm -hmm. I think um, like in the indie space for sure. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I found my success with the shield because you can block with it and kind of evade very cleverly um but yeah i can understand of like you know doing 20 runs and then the 21st you're like fuck this i want to play something yeah that actually rewards me so i like i do get it it. i've explained this game to people who don't game and they're like that fucking blows and i'm like yeah Yeah. but it's also kind of like neat and rewarding in time so
2: Mm.
1: i don't know i love it i think it's going to be a long platinum track for me like i think i'm gonna jump off for a while and then come back to it um but also like I don't think it's a game you completely lose your muscle for right but i don't want to mm. lose my muscle for it either yeah. like i want to keep the skill like where i'm at with it so i we'll don't know see. highly recommend it if you guys haven't played it on the switch or like on pc it's like 30 bucks on playstation right now or maybe like 25
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is like super giant's best game i think
0: right i think so too pyre sucked
1: <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack for pyre is pretty great but yeah, yeah I, I don't know
0: but yeah awesome that sounds fucking great. Yeah. One day I'll go back to Hades.
1: I hope by, I don't know, the next time we do a plays we have a bit more interesting games to talk about because like we have kind of a slate mm-hmm. of fall releases coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Some I'm interested in, like Lost Judgment comes out next week. That's true. Uh, like I said, Kena: Bridge of Spirits, definitely mm-hmm. if we play it. We so. got for next, but yeah. yeah. Makes sense. But yeah. it'd be cool to like, you know, talk about some of the newer releases because I feel like it's, this has been a weird year for releases as a whole and like slow year
0: for releases yeah a lot of games got delayed out of this year a lot of games just um just not as many coming out yeah makes sense the covid impact was going to be a thing Mm -hmm. right but uh yeah i I agree this is kind of a light year because like if you you're like returnals my game of the year i'm just like i don't think i have a game of the year yet yeah like there's nothing that i'm like this is top tier the best i want to evangelize i'm just like nope nothing like that. that's
1: crazy like in a year where like resident evil village came out but yeah yeah.
0: i I was thinking about i haven't wanted to go back to village well you beat it. it. Yeah. What else is there to do really? After I Platinum 7, I kept on going back.
1: Yeah, but I think that's just like a shorter, tighter experience. And hmm. there's also like kind of the, the wow factor of like the first time we had played a game like that from Capcom into yeah. Resident Evil.
0: And it was less on Rails too. Yeah. Village is so on Rails that it just like isn't as fun to go back a lot to Lot of scripted stuff. Too many scripted elements yeah. to it. So that that's the problem that hurts it, where I'm just like not always excited to go back to it. Because I'm like, one of the best parts of the game is also the worst part to, like, replay, mm-hmm. which is the uh, Benevento house. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this again. Because, like, when you know the invisible triggers, all of it becomes just fucking inane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard. I don't I don't think there's, like, a game that I'm like, yo, this is my fucking top-tier game of the year. Uh, As of yet, that's why I'm waiting for these fall releases to maybe wow me. But I don't
1: even know that the fall releases are going to, like, sweep me off my feet. Mm-hmm. Like, looking ahead, I'm like, yeah, Horizon got pushed to 2022. Yeah. God of War is not coming out this year like we thought it would. What could it even be? Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like um, there's some kind of interesting, like, hits that I didn't think would hit for me in quite the way. Like, Ratchet & Clank, it takes two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a normal year where we'd have blockbuster after blockbuster, not typically, like, game of the year contenders, but, like, could be this year, right? Right. Hmm. um i don't think Deathloop is gonna be like one i write home about but i don't know like i, I truly don't know like
0: <laughs> you're right i'm gonna have to give it up to death's door
2: mm.
0: <laughs> that was a good one for you that was a fantastic one yeah if you haven't played it you're fucking up completely fucked up it's an amazing game like <laughs> well, i can't play it i know you can't play it. unless you get game pass for your pc
2: <laughs>
0: maybe someday. <laughs> But yeah, that's well, a no day. No, that's a, no <laughs> that's day. a never day.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll see how the rest of the year goes. I like, there's some stuff like I'm super interested in playing, but mm. I, it's no 2020. It's no 2018 of a year. And it, you know, we have to be reasonable humans about it, right? As we are, like we understand the COVID impact and we understand that. True. Sure. Especially with, uh, you know, console restrictions and stuff like that. Like stuff is going to get staggered and pushed out in weird ways we've never quite seen. But I'm sure when these things eventually do come out, it's going to be great. It's going to be those moments that like feel gratifying to be a gamer and be in the, the ecosystem. So to be a gamer, to be a gamer,
0: it's a lot of pro gamer talk
1: on this, on this one. I know let's kill all
0: gamers. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You you don't want to kill all gamers. That's confusing. What do you want to do to them?
1: I don't know. I'm writing a lot of emotions this
2: episode.
0: What is that? Yeah. What's going on? I can't, I can't get a beat on this. It's okay. The gamers are bad, right? They they need to be stopped. Yeah. Like the xenomorphs.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, he saw, he saw a change in my eye where it's like, maybe you yeah. don't want to kill all gamers. Why don't you want to kill all
0: gamers? I don't know.
2: What's going on? Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe I'm maturing. Do you think that's maturing? Yeah. I think that's letting them win. <laughs> I think that's losing the war. Sure. We got to kill all gamers, man. Okay. They're ruining gaming. <laughs> Keep the games. Yeah, the
1: games. There's nothing wrong with the There's nothing wrong with the game. The games are quality. The gamers?
0: You blamed the games earlier on this episode. You said it was the games' fault. That's a gamer Well, it's talk. like, think of Field of
1: Dreams, right? If you build it, they will come. Uh-huh. If you make a game, the yeah. gamers will come, for yeah. better or worse. Right. So, like, if there were no games, there would be no gamers. Right. So you're, you're trying to go to the
0: head of the snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So if we kill video games, there'd be no gamers. Yeah.
1: Like, remember when you were talking about, like, on an episode or two where you're like, I want to go back in time yeah. and assassinate the first game. That's true. <laughs> we <laughs> have to stop all games to so. stop gamers. Exactly. That's the only way. So I'm just doing what you yeah. said.
0: Yeah. Yeah doing the symptoms right we got to treat the actual disease
1: i'm a troubleshooter yeah. i go for the symptoms <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well anyway that's the end of this
1: this has been a crazy episode thank you guys for listening mm-hmm. um we didn't do the plug at the front but if you want to find us find us over at soundcloud.com slash the save room show mm-hmm. spotify itunes stitcher google play maybe itunes maybe somewhere else maybe mm-hmm. on your mama's transistor radio who mm-hmm. fucking knows mm-hmm. if you want to see a stream you can find Kevin over at twitch.tv slash TheRedHerb. That's true. Doing Arkham Fridays, Arkham Batter Days. Playing a lot of Batman, basically.
0: Playing Batman these days.
1: And you can find me hosting him silently over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and You don't auto-host. Do you? Did you I do? No, I auto-host. Wow. The thing is, like, if somebody else that I auto-hosted first... That you like more is online before you like Andy Cortez. And then you come online. It doesn't change to you. Andy
0: Cortez on there. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he needs as much attention as possible. (laughs) He's the nitro rifle. Yeah. Right. Right. Gotcha.
1: But the thing is like, it doesn't switch over to you when you come on. It sticks on whoever is live. And then when he goes offline, then it'll go to you.
0: Right. It's fucked up though
1: you want to tweet us and tell me how (laughs) fucked up i am for not hosting kevin first you can find us over uh on twitter at save room show let us know your thoughts on the sony conference was it a big win do you think it was more of the same do you think xbox is gonna win this year you know
0: was alan wake game of the show (laughs) for some people it might be (laughs) i bet you there is somebody out there like oh Wake was the most exciting thing and i was like dude we already knew about this yeah exactly are you kidding me well i think that's it it's time it's time for the sun to set on a grateful gaming universe Now that another save room is in the bag. Wow. Thank you, Thanos. That was was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I know. Well, gamers,
0: have a good night. Sleep
1: well. (laughs) Don't let the gamers bite. Sleep well while you can, (laughs) gamers. Because we're coming for you. (laughs)